Blog Talk Radio. of the Cricket Show. Hi, Hello, Dennis. Dennis. Hello. Go right. Are you Why hearing me? You, you have, yes, no, no, you go, have go the ahead, go ahead. I hear you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Make you. Go ahead, make you. Hail up your friends. Okay, thank you. Hello and welcome to all our listeners wherever you are in the world. This is the Cricket Show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the cricket show. You can call us at 1-515-605-9850 or send us an email 
to the cricket show at Comcast.net. Set your reminders to join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. And we look forward very much to having you with us. I'm here in the studios and with me as Leon Francis, president of the Cricket Show and panelist Murchis Nesbitt. Let's say hi to Leon and Murchis. Murchis, hello, how are you this afternoon? Hi, good afternoon. I'm doing okay, thank you. A bit on the hot side, I can say nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Good afternoon to each and every one of you, and welcome to the Cricket Show. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Leon. Yes, okay. I just want to say a pleasant good afternoon to all the wonderful people, and we're going to be going right into the meat of things. Give God's, um, ask God's presence to be with us this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you. We are grateful for the opportunity that you have afforded us. We pray you let this show go on without any interruptions whatsoever and trust that you will help us to broadcast a wonderful show this evening. We pray especially for our, for our brothers and sisters who are struggled or struggling with ill health, namely Dr. Leroy Lashley and his dear daughter Lisa, Bubsy Nisbet and Murchis Nisbet, of course, our two dear faithful sisters. Debbie Matt. Connie Whitley, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Elka Mido Willett, Ralston Otto, Wentworth and Telbert Francis, Dennis Kelman, Joseph Gundrup, Mona Daniel, Phil uh, Moore Hallpike, Earl Stevens, Jeanette Hughes, Dr. Roger Brown, Virgil Francis Jr., Linford McKenzie, our dear brother from across the, the continent here. And, of course, all those who have not expressed their concerns, we also pray for them. Those who are struggling with ill health, those who have not expressed their concerns. Lord, we ask you to bless the ones who make this show possible, those who contribute financially or those who give us support over the years. We pray for each and every one of them. And just trust me. Today's show will be one to remember. We pray for this great nation of the USA, celebrating the 4th of July, and of course, we are so grateful to be present in a country that we are free, and I'm happy and healthy at the moment. So, Lord, we thank you for that, and I hope each and every one will be blessed this evening after having the opportunity to hear this show. We do have, I think we have Donna with us. Is it Donna? Uh, 99? Yes. Yes, that's yes, Good evening to you, Donna. Good evening to you. Okay. Good evening, Donna. Good evening, Dennis. How is Mother Brown? Good evening. Can you give, her, give her our regards when you speak She's to her. Do you do we call you bring you back in, Donna? I'm in. Yes, do you want us to bring you back in? No, no, she was answering. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, yes, okay. I understand, I understand. She's on. Okay, well, okay. Well, why don't we go right into the meter teams, Dennis? We have a lot to cover today. 
Okay. We want to start off with the news that the West Indies have appointed a new director of cricket. Miles Bascom is the new director of cricket. We'll give you his details later on, as we have many more to cover. The Cricket World Cup ICC qualifiers. Um, the West Indies got a sharp de- defeat, and two of them in a week, which meant that they are out of the running for the World Cup. Sad news across the Caribbean. They were beaten by the Netherlands on a super over, and then they were trounced by Scotland by some seven wickets. Details are indeed to follow. The I have the scorecards. We'll also give you that later on. In the Ashes, England went down today by 43 runs, which meant they are two down in the Ashes series. The first they lost, and today's match they lost by 43 runs. More details will follow. And the women, they too are doing very well, the Australian women. They having won the lone test match. They have also won the first T20 as well. No, ODI as well. India are touring the West Indies. They were playing two test matches, three ODIs, and five T20s, June 12th to August the 13th. I do have the both squads. We talked about that last week. But we also have the West Indies squad, and it would be a joyous news for me because Rakim Cornwall has been included in the West Indies squad. We'll give you the full squad a little later on in our outline. Pakistan, they are touring Sri Lanka from July the 11th until the 28th. They'll be playing two test matches. Afghanistan, they too will be touring um, Afghanistan. Afghanistan will be touring Bangladesh, playing one test match, three ODIs, and two, three, and two T20s. June 14th, they started June 14th, and that will end on July the 16th. The Caribbean Premier League, their fixture list has been published, and it's it will see some 34 T20 matches playing August 16th, September the 4th, September the 24th. Again, 34 T20s across the region starting August the 16th and will end on September the 24th. We also have the drafted overseas players for that tournament. We do have all the players that were drafted for the Barbados Royals, the Guyana Amazon Warriors, the Jamaica Talawas, the St. Nevis Patriots, St. Lucia Kings, remember that name, St. Lucia Kings, the Trinidad and Tobago Knight Riders. We'll give you that, time permitting. And I think we mentioned this before, but the Leeward Islands have named their under-19 female team, as well as the under-19 male team. Last week, we gave you the female this week. We're going to give you the names because the names will be heard 
and they'll be glad to say, I heard my name on the radio. Carlon Boeing on the 15 male team. Carlon Boeing Tuckett, the captain out of Nevis. Joel Andrews, the vice captain out of Antigua. Micah Graves, Antigua. Nathan Edwards, St. Martin. Micah McKenzie, Antigua. Michael Palmer, St. Martin. Yannick Watley, Antigua. Unaji, Amory Nevis. Marius Harris, St. Martin. Shakika Lumber, St. Martin. Malik Walsh, Antigua. Tanik Ono, St. Martin. Kimani Nisbet Nevis. And the Andre Drew Sinkett. The management team is Terry Ann Adams, head coach, Pernell Joseph, the manager, Wilden Cornwall Jr., Rendell Long Gibbs, St. Martin, Tariq Charles Antigua, Nehemiah Young Montserrat, Jabo Henry, St. Kitts, and Ronald Williams. They are the reserves. Cornwall, Longville, Charles, Young, Henry, and Ronald Williams. We'll give them to you again, time permitting. Well, Bishop, West Indies says, we're talking about Ian Bishop. In an article published today, he says, West Indies decline predates this group of players. Predates this group, group, group of players. And the territorial board have confirmed their contracted players for three months. And that is something we should be looking to. We have all the fixture lists that have been played around the world. And today we'll be introducing one of our new panelists, Mona Lee. Mona Lee Patel. She'll be coming up a little later. And also we have news about the major league cricket and we should have a guest this evening we'll tell you about it and time permitting we'll give you all the details we can about all the cricket matches that are played around the world so stay tuned be with us and of course we are going to be turning right over to mr we are bringing in our, our superstar it's the JT Patel. Right over here to you, Dennis. Thank you, Leon. It's the hour, the time, the date for the Coaches Corner, the Cricket Show USA, the Cricket Hall of Fame USA, and the American Cricket Education Council, ASEC, is pleased to welcome the weekly joint collaborative broadcast of the Coaches Corner. The objective of the Coaches Corner is to provide coaching education, expert views, information, oral and practical assistance, while helping to educate those seeking to understand and to become actively involved in the sport of cricket, both nationally and internationally. The segment of the Coaches Corner will run from 6.15 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will feature Coach Jatin Patel, Cricket Hall of Famer and Multi-Sport Coach Administrator and Director of Coach. Good afternoon to you, Coach, on this 
in July 4th weekend. Coach? Coach, coach is, is muted. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Yeah. You want to say Welcome. before the coach, we want to say good evening to Hyson as well. He just came in as well. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Welcome, Hyacinth, and thanks for joining us again, and we look forward to having you with us. Coach, this week, I think, in the light of the uh, recent uh, performances seen by the West Indies cricket team, it's probably uh, time for us to um, uh, take a look at performance and how to improve it. So, we will start this off by asking what are the factors that uh, you would consider in order to improve performance on the field? Looking at the current situation in uh, Zimbabwe, I will say the fielding is the high priority. It's not about batting and bowling. It does not matter how good you are in batting or bowling. If you can't feel well, then you are expecting such results. So that need to be high focus need to be. Uh, number two, looking at the age and the performance of the current team. In my opinion, they need to look for the young legs. They need to start grooming. There is nothing going to change overnight. And it will be impossible to turn around this team into the performance team. So it's better to invest time and effort and money behind the development. And we need to look into a future, what we are expecting in three, five, or ten years down the road. And that is what they need to start working on it. Once you have that kind of strategic plan, you need to find the adequate expert and experienced people who can help and build this team. We've lost you there, Sometimes, Coach. Are you... Yeah, yeah. it's just a little bit. Somebody pressed the button on that. So there's another thing is like even we find all these sort of things, we need a lot of commitment from the player. Now the whole thing I look at it, the way I hear on radio from other panelists and fans, the concern is the T20 world. So I believe it's a time for West Indies to think about how that India is handling. For example, India do not let their players to play anywhere else except the IPL. That's a one route. Number two, if you have to allow players to play, why don't we follow the Pakistan route? Maybe three tournaments a year, no more than that. If that doesn't work, we need to bring some discipline too. There's a lot of players who are eligible to play for West Indies. They need to prioritize to play for the West Indies. And it will not become automatic unless they put some regulation, some sort of protocol. We call it the discipline matters. And in that sense, if somebody don't want to be part of any system, then I will say why they leave those players out of the rosters, even in local events. That includes the CPL. So there is a tough choices out there. There are a lot of things. Before even World Cup, there was a huge uh, uh, assessment was done 
I believe three or four people, including Brian Lara and all those people, worked toward it, and they recommended and suggested a lot of things. We already discussed that part in the past. But that also, when you want to do something, it's always give and take. You cannot take out, take out, take out. You have to give up something too. So that is what they need to streamline. The first thing is the administration and management part. How they're going to pick the team or how they're going to make future players as eligible for West Indies. That will be the critical stage. Number two, if someone is not in line, then what are the discipline matters they are taking, which can give the advantage to the other players who really want to play for West Indies? Or maybe they are rookie, maybe the newcomer. But there is a lot of people looking for the opportunities and chances to play. They need to look for. Absolutely, we are not giving away right away. I'm not against any player, any against administrator, coaches, or uh, people behind this team. It's everyone's job is to bounce back. It means even these players who fail is not the end of their life or end of the career. They need to rethink about it. And if you think we learn something out of these losses, they need to go back to the homework and start working hard and bring the glory. So there's a route is a tough, but I will say there's a lot of work needed is need to be a proper plotting and then find the adequate expert and experienced people to build this team for the future. Thank you, Coach. Um, Coach, does a team's performance become influenced by team leadership? Well, there are a lot of factors. When we talk about the team performance, which is heavily depends on, we call it the term, team cohesion. The team cohesion is the other word of team chemistry, team binding, team building. There are plenty of words you can plan together. But the team cohesion factor here in our U.S. sports usually rely heavily on off-the-field activities and how they build the relations within teammates. That is becomes more important. Now, that is not the culture of the West Indies because of the couple of reasons. The first major is these are like 42 CARICOM countries, and we are getting players from different islands, different countries, and they are trying to blend them together. Number two, we have a huge uh, gaps between some players call it professionals who are making hell of a money in T20s. And at the same time, we have the new guys inexperienced or never had opportunity to play. And they are trying to plan together. Now, this sort of uh, major two criteria, there's a plenty of other we can talk. But I would say these are the two major things which is uh, causing a lot of issues. And when it happens, anyone can blame on everybody, whether it's a team leader, uh, goes with the basically team manager or team administrator. But at the end of the day, I will still give a shot to the players. It's a player's job. If you are playing, if you look at this T20, let's say example of IPL or something, when you got uh, picked up or drafted into this team, it's your responsibility to get going with the team. It is your job 
to take whatever the assigned roles and responsibility you have, you have to perform to help the team plan. And that is what is not happening in this one. So even we have this all sort of information and we can say these are all West Indian, but I'm not uh, seeing is as a one unit and that is what the failures are. And now we've seen this one coach has a different comment. Uh, another coach has a different opinion. Captain has something else to speak. So I will say they need to get together and sort it out how everyone can be on the same page. You don't want to have different ideas, different opinions, different thought process. And as, as I said, like uh, this team is uh, looks like a lost in a jungle. These are players has uh, no clue what they're doing. And I think somebody need to uh, put the pain on paper and say, hey, this is what you belong to and this is what your responsibility should be and this is how you need to be. You can't let them go, each and every one, as a freely and do whatever they want and they don't have any planning. And that is the whole thing, like they need to sort it out. And it's all about going back to the chalkboards for some presentation or discussions. And first thing first is definitely bring the two team together. Absolutely, captain makes a very critical part here because that is the person can definitely solve many issues or create many issues. It depends how and what they are working together with the team, you know? So, Coach, does team communication influence their performance? What? Yes, leadership is becomes very important, and what happens is the, a lot of nowadays is the team heavily relies on captain because captain is in command to begin with, and captain is in full control on the field. So when you look at those kind of situations, the people has to have the good leadership on field if you really want to succeed, and that's how India made some huge difference when they had a people like Dhoni uh, dealing with, uh, let's say, the leadership. And plus his position right behind the keeper means he can see everything what the batsman can see, right? So over here is not about who and how they do it, but I believe the West Indies need to keep continue, look for the better leader. I'm not saying the current leadership is wrong. I'm not saying current leadership is too good. But there is a huge thing, a huge hole in a leadership because we have not found this leadership for last, I will say, eight years, I will say, since they made a lot of changes. We had a little bit uh, uptime during the time frame when the holder was appointed as a captain initially. But then after that, we see this lot of on and off. They change around. They change like two format captains. Then they went to the three format captains now. So this is this like ongoing thing, and they need to find out who can be reliable and who can be sustainable, who can do the job on a consistent basis. And that is what the missing part right now, West Indies has. Hey, coach. Is there a connection between players' 
taking risks yeah. and their and their ultimate oh. performance. Oh, yeah. Well, there's uh, so many things, oh. but again, going back to Square is like oh, we need good. to work around as a team, as a super solution. I call it. When you say team, means we have to look for how we can build a team. And to build a team is not about finding 11 guys. It's all about looking for the proper roles, like who are can be the good batsman, means opening, who can be the middle order. There's a different quality and criteria and characteristics needed for each and every position. Then it comes to the wicketkeeper. Then it comes to the some few all-rounders. Then it comes to the some, uh, let's say, uh, spinners are typically just bowlers only. So in all, they need to find a way to bring this uh, formula together. And then under each and every position or number, they need to find a right player. Now, I don't think that's a situation that we don't have that many players in a, a system. It's a matter of time. Somebody needs to start scouting. Somebody need to start touting a team of like probables, and from those probables they need to find the better team. So this this will be the ongoing uh, uh, process, but it will be difficult time to time. When we look uh, these current performances, we have bigger tasks for the selectors and everyone to find uh, these right people, and it will not be overnight. I will say we have to be patient for a few years to come. Because in this situation, as I said in the past show, you cannot blame on uh, just selectors or administrators or coaches because they are all looks like uh, new or got a new assignment very recently. And they cannot be held responsible or they cannot be blamed for this current because this downfall is not overnight. This downfall is continuing from last two decades. And because of that, I will say, Let's give a chance to the entire system and they see if they can bounce back and find a way to improve this performance. Yeah, but coach, I, I was specifically thinking of risk that a player will take in situations that the West Indies found themselves. For example, uh, we had Foran, and I'm not uh, criticizing Foran, but he, he played an excellent innings. But I thought that shot that got him out was one in which he was taking a risk. So the question is, does risk ultimately interfere with their individual performances? I will say, looking at this situation and current, the way these players are playing T20, whether you put them in ODI or test, and same thing, when you're looking somebody for the test, they are demises, that skills, and they are not doing well. So I will suggest now maybe the West Indies has a time to put together a three different type of players and keep them separate teams. ODI teams is a different. T20 specialists are different. And then the test people are different. Don't bring them together and like find an all-in-one solution. Like, okay, we got this player who can play and perform in every format. No, because this thing has been failure. As like you are uh, uh, 
giving me this uh, one good option about this uh, uh, Puran, which is very difficult to say how these players are able to change their gear, I will call it, the way they play. Like T20 requires a little bit aggressive in terms of the short selections. You may have to take some, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, risk to play those shots kind of thing. And then mm -hmm. at the same time, if you look at ODI, you have a little bit time to play a little bit, uh, let's say, a uh, little bit uh, uh, patience. Means you have the extra time to play some extra overs because from 20 to 50 over, it's a huge uh, uh, number of overs there, right there, right? But it's a different way to play those. So I think it's a time to look for the right player who are capable to either make adjustment in these two formats or find the players who can do really well in a particular format. That's all. All right. Um, individual performance in daily life. Yes, we have a little background noise from somewhere there. So, it's a me because I'm driving and uh, oh, we are going okay. through this uh, crazy traffic here in Chicago. Understandable. Yeah. Okay, we'll try and persevere. So I'm saying now, individual performance in daily life. Is that a mirror of indication of sports performance? Well, as I said, you cannot uh, put the end of life for anyone or end of career anyone. Everyone has the opportunity to get back and do well. But this, some of the players must do well in order to keep continue, because that is what also Demis's point out there. If you look at the T20 world, let's take specifically IPL. Over the last, I will say, five years, let's take one good example. We had a plenty of players from West Indies to be in the IPL. And lately, if you look at last year compared to five years back, the numbers are going down. What it means is if the players, if they are not able to perform individually on their own performance, then uh, they are putting X on your own career because you will not have that many opportunities to play in the D20 professional cricket. And that can be the huge setback for some of them because if you don't play or if you are not getting able to play those opportunities, then you'll be definitely sooner or later will be frustrated and you may have to end up stop playing because when you don't perform, I don't think there is format out there where the selectors can be interested to entertain your position in the team. So this uh, individual performance need to be improved and that's a responsibility of each and every player. And that will become the really critical point within a year or two, how these be together and do well on their own first. If they do that, then it's a potential that they can help uh, the national team also. Coach, game-related plans or decisions 
are they influenced or do they or how do they influence the team's performance? That's the plans or decision or discussion you have, you know, prior to the game. How does that influence the final product on the field? That is the performance of the players. With the technology in place, analytics works is in place, everything, if you look at it, they need to start utilizing this. All options or tools we have to improve the team performance. Nowadays, it's not about the coaches tell you what to do or how to do. Or There are not many coaches out there attending so many games to figure out the opposing team's uh, analysis or their weaknesses as well as their strength and go behind it. But at the top now, with this technology is in place, you have to have that good options where you can analyze the opponent before you go to take the field. And that is based on those, if you can utilize those tools. And if the team coaching staff and team management work together and find a way to compete against, let's say, today's opponent and come up with some sort of strategy. And that is what the discussion point is when the team meeting is. And top of that, then you're giving the command to the leader on the field to do about all the possible things to make sure that goes as per plan, let's say. When we say as per plan, you don't expect you have 100% bulletproof plan every time. There should be some failures. There should be some disappointments. So in that one, you need to have a backup, which is the second plan, we call it. And the top of that, the most missing component, what I see in uh, this group for last uh, 10 years or so, there are not many senior players out there who are, we can consider as a helping hand on team because any leader can get under pressure. They can be in a situation where they are looking for the help. The way the game is, they cannot call outside people and look for the help. If somebody you have it on field, they can definitely discuss and move forward. So those are the things they need to work on. It. But yes, definitely the team plan, or we call it the game plan, it's a very critical, important, and top of that, it's become more uh, difficult and uh, we have to rely on if he really wants to win is how they execute that plan on the field. Uh, thank you, Coach. I note that Leon may have self-muted because he is not showing up as uh, being uh, there on the board. So I'll just shout, give a shout-out to Leon if he's listening. Yes. Are you self-muted? Yes. Okay. Yes. You, have any mm-hmm. quest- you have any questions for um, yes, Coach? Yes, just, just, just a short one. I know this might be controversial, but would, would you, Coach, would you at this stage – in the um, ask for assistance for the heads of government because they have a lot to say. They are disappointed. But from my understanding, apart from providing the venues for playing cricket in the Caribbean, they, they hardly give anything else. You know, would you suggest that they go seek assistance? Because to me, money is the 
major obstacle in the, in the Caribbean. They are not playing enough cricket. They definitely because they either can't afford it, the transportation, the boarding and lodging, you know, it's it just too costly to play cricket in the Caribbean. And the government have their hands full, but they uh, are mouthful. They consider themselves spectators and they have should have a say. What do you th- what are your thoughts? Let me give you one example how these sports are. If you consider the Chicago Bulls, I'm taking off a little bit here away from cricket to explain to you what is important. Mm-hmm. If you take the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan started playing, let's go big, uh, rewind this tape. The tickets were not that expensive to got into the games whenever the Chicago Bulls used to play. Once they start winning NBA championships, right? Every season, the ticket becomes expensive, not just expensive, hard to find. Even you want to pay the money, tickets were hard to find. So what happened here, the ticket price has gone up, demand gone up, they got more fans because team was winning championships. They were performing, so everyone got super excited. As soon as Michael Jordan retired, gone, now the Bulls are back in the same backyard. Now, the regular tickets are easily available even on game day. So this example is more important to West Indies, directly, I would say. When your team is not performing, you got a sad pack and absolutely less interest for everything you think about it. That includes the government support. Why government support when the team is not doing anything? They are just playing like a normal kids in the street. So what's the point of spending money behind these people? I will not. Can somebody but, put the effort behind it where people can appreciate like, oh, he's fighting for country. He is working for country. He is doing something for country. So that's a missing component. So at this point, the way the West Indies is, if I have to look at the other way, look at the 40 years since the 70s and 80s when the West Indies was top of the world. And now we're at the bottom of the barrel, right? So that is time to get back if you can start bringing the winning, the people will follow. Fans usually walk away when they don't like it performance or they, when they don't like the style of play. And that is what the empty stadiums are. And I will not be surprised. Even in the West Indies, very soon, India is visiting. I think India is already there in West Indies. And I will say, uh, very soon we will see the stadium will be I think most of the people in the stadium used to watch the Indian team, not the West Indies team. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to happen. I feel okay. it. You know, but the, the point is, in as much as they're not winning and they're able to attract a tourist team, the magnitude of India, England, people will come to see them and the government will make money. But we're not able to... It is fine, but now I will say, I will say, if they have to change their protocols, where the development needs to be, 
where your fundings need to be spent and that will be the key if you are trying to spend the same money behind the same pin and you are expecting to change the outcome no you are repeating same process under different people under different management under different day is not going to change the outcome to do that you need to overhaul and now that is the time for west indies don't just try to fix it it's a time to revamp and in india in india government is heavily involved not directly Okay, coach. All right, coach. Um, it's uh, thinking of oddly time, I suppose. Yes. Anyway, yes. coach. Yes, I got that. Um, how how players react to stressful situation off the field? Is that reaction carried over into on-field performance? It is the rest outside world of the field activities there's a lot of things comes in a place we talk and there's mindset situation and it's also requires some recovery time as well as the good amount of rest now all these things player has supposed to control because this is all belong to within their reach right and at the same time they discuss with the team especially coaches and training people to make sure that they are doing right to get the maximum out of their abilities on the field but definitely this is a lot of things i can see the way the players uh, body language is and the interactions on the field and the way they are taking uh, i mean we have seen a lot of fielding it's uh, not a one uh, at the street level it's uh, below that class and when you do those kind of things it does give a little bit less move to other your teammates because every time you lose a catch if it is a one catch in entire game is a different story but when you have half dozen in inning that's a big thing so this stress is automatic same thing the psychological impact each and every player because of the one player's downfall it's always there because we are all human being and that is how the team gets under the pressure like as soon as you lose the one wicket the one wicket is gone the player has nothing to do in this game but the remaining 10 will feel the pressure and that is what this player has to come out how to cope with it how you can prevent or how you can get out of those kind of situations and that is the thing they have to come out through that mental strength okay coach now should players take responsibility for their on field performance coach we better off at that topic now <laughs> How about that <laughs> oh, okay um, <laughs> because there is a something uh, i will say we don't speak up because most of the people will not like it <laughs> all right well all right what about you know but i can say you, one thing for sure i can give you the indirect answer to that yes. it's not going back to this uh, what's happening out there in zimbabwe but i think we need to focus more what we see in this recent trip when these uh, world cup qualification did not go 
the way the fans wanted to or they expected to, right? Now, those are the things now very clear why we did not make it. It's only there. Numbers are there. Performance is there. Action is there. So if somebody is trying to work around, I will say fix those things. If you know what happened, if you know why we are down, then you just prevent those mistakes. If you can do that, you can perform better. Mm. All right. What about motivation, uh, Coach? I mean, does players' motivation influence their ultimate performance on the field of play? This will be the huge concern. And looking at the future, when they say cricket, they want to take it to the Olympics. So in Olympics means you got to have the country team not the union team out of this 42 carry count. For example, if you look at the past Olympics, they have a team and athletes from Jamaica representing Jamaica. They have athletes and team from Trinidad, they are representing Trinidad, and so on. When it comes in this situation, this patriotic motivation is not there because we are looking at different country, different nationality, and that is what is dragging them into, because even they call it, it's not about just like old Westy these days anymore. These are, I will not be surprised in the U.S. that one or two countries may say we need to have our own team, like Guyana, Trinidad, you got Jamaica and Barbados. These are the four countries of front runners. They can put their own team, and that, that can uh, dissolve some crisis which is directly related because of the nationality, let's say. I'm not saying that there's a problem exists, but this is growing concern, and it may go. Another thing, uh, I was uh, under the topic show yesterday, and uh, they came out with this very good uh, point about this Indies downfall, which is uh, started since this one country at a time leaving the British behind. That's the one point. We had a very good topic on this one. I haven't done my research yet, but it does make sense. They say since like 60s and 70s and so on, now the West Indies, the CARICOM countries, basically, there are number of countries got their independence, and now they are leaving that Commonwealth situation, right? And now... We've seen the recently Barbados, and now I hear from few places that Jamaica can be next. And if it does, then uh, about 15 Commonwealth countries left. They are going downsizing those. And because of that, all these countries, we are getting dependent or living away from the Commonwealth. They are building their own structures. They are building own governing bodies and those things. And because of that, these are going to be the escalation of the war issues in future rather than we think about it. And then we already have this T20. So it's like uh, how they do the CPL. Now it's not about your uh, local regional tournaments anymore. Now it becomes the CPL as a high priority, how we can plan and bring our players together in West Indies because it is the tournament. Everyone wants to be part of it. 
and also it has a plan when we are getting foreign players to play in the CPL means they need to learn this trade, how to team up or how to work as a team, that sort of things. And so this thing is like becoming more and more uh, complicated. But if they can simplify the process, it can be the betterment for the West Indies. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach, I know we're coming close to our end of session, but I, I have another point which I want to raise, and that is uh, we saw in the recent test match between England and Australia, there was a catch taken or supposedly or reportedly uh, a catch was taken on the outfield in which was ruled to be uh, not a catch in the end. And also following day, there was a situation where one player was stumped from being somewhat out of his crease while attempting to evade uh, a, bump, a bouncer. My question is, there was lots of emotion being shown on display by both teams, you know. So does the control of their emotion or the lack of the ability to control their emotion affect their final performance of not only the match, but the individual players and, of course, the result? I don't think Coach here heard Well, Well, this, uh, no, I got it, but it's like okay. very difficult to say in that situation because the things are sometimes is uh, what we see with our natural eyes and what it brings through this technology and TV are the two different things. And uh, this uh, cricket itself going to face these challenges time to time. It's a how they come out with the solutions and how they modify the rules to prevent the future confusions or sometimes I call it there's a lot of conflicts going on and sometimes things are not clear for the fans. And time to time I believe they are changing the laws and they will and that can help. Bringing more technology is a good if we can implement properly. Because even the technology exists, the decisions are made by the people who are running this technology or who is behind the technology. So there is a still human being where we are relying, and that is they have to streamline. So it's a, not uh, we can discuss about, like I was uh, reading this uh, article about this catch, the one you're talking there was another example came from that uh, India-Australia test about the hills catch was taken mm-hmm. very close to the ground. And it's like mm-hmm. uh, these are the points of discussion, but they need to uh, modify the rules about what is the proper catch can be, right? So the, the, those are things like what mm-hmm. is the decision already made. We've seen the decision. Empire give a signal. We've seen the decision. But now it's always becomes a controversial because of how the people understand and how the people look at it. So we can keep talk on, especially with argument and disagreement in those kind of decisions. But I will go the other way. This is the good example 
where the MCC has to look at it and simplify the process, modify the law. And if you can do that, uh, then the better days are ahead from those controversial decisions. Like used to be, we had empire situation, and then they eliminated empires from uh, local empires to neutral empires, right? And even though they had issues, so they bring down the technology. I'm talking especially runout, stumping, and LBWs. And now I don't see that much outcry in a stumping and runout for sure. Nobody's arguing because those are clearly visible through technology, whether you made it or not. It's a simple, right? So this this thing uh, can be a challenge for another few years, but it will go away, and they'll bring some uh, better solution where everyone can get convinced, like, hey, that's the right decision. Okay, thank you, Coach. Thank you once again. We've come to the end of our uh, present session, so I want to say thank you for your insights, your knowledge and experience, and we invite you and our listeners to join us again next week at the same time right here on the Cricket Show. There is no doubt that Coach Patel have answers to the questions that you and we have been asking. The question that says, how did he do that? Or why did he do that? Maybe you will say, I am going to do that next time. Once again, Coach, thank you so much. And we look forward to having your input and other discussions we have during the remainder of the cricket show. And have a safe Thank trip you. while you're at Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you. And before we go to the birthday and anniversary, oh, let us introduce Hyacinth. She's here. She wasn't able to come in to, for us to hear her voice. Hyacinth, why don't you say hello, hello to the hello. panelists? Hello. Hello. Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I, I could hear you, but the radio was a bit crackly. Yeah. Was, okay. Some, yeah. And anyway. we have on board as well. We have Audley is on, in town, and secondly we have Virgil. Audley, why don't you say hello and then we come back after we introduce Virgil. Okay, hi, good evening to everyone, good evening to fellow panelists, and uh, good evening to our listeners, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. <laughs> and we, we want to do something extra special this evening, because we want to introduce Virgil in a special way. Before you say anything, Virgil, <laughs> why don't you listen to this? Somebody sent me this and say, make sure you, you play it. Virgil Cena, what's up? It's Chris Gill, the Universe Boss here. On behalf of myself and Virgil Jr., we want to wish you a happy birthday. God bless you, and I hope you to see many, many more. And we wish nothing but the best for you. Happy 59th birthday, Virgil. Keep batting, keep batting. I know you're a left-arm bowler, and you bowl that little thing, and you pick up some wickets, and then you win some trophies. Man, you're very passionate about the cricket, man. I just want to say thank you so much for the support over the years, and I'm glad I'm one of your players. Much appreciated, but it's your birthday. It's your day, so go and enjoy your birthday, boss. I see what I'm saying. Enjoy party like a rock star. I see you love your boat as well. Just big up yourself. Just go and have a blast. Happy 59th birthday. Keep batting, bat long. Push another single next year. Get it to 60. 
All right? One at a time. Happy birthday, boss. Universe boss. One love, W07.
remember when he had a fight in Zaire, yeah, but when he was overthrown, then the names returned to the New Democratic Republic of the Congo. All right, so a little bit of history as we go along. So here we go. Um, birthdays for cricketers. Okay, so it's Reginald Allen, all from, all from Australia. Reginald Allen, Edgar Meyer, Leo O'Brien, and Neil Dempsey. From Pakistan, Hassan Ali. West Indies, Ivor Mandari, out of Guyana, and Herbert Chang from Jamaica. Neil Williams and Catherine Brunt from England. Arat Vayadja, female cricketer out of India. Michael Steps and Keaton Martin from New Zealand. We have Peter Silar from the Netherlands. Chris Berger from South Africa. Uh, for the 3rd of July, we have Mr. John Johnson, the son-in-law of Leon Francis. He would know about that one. John is that anniversary? Yeah. Or, uh, is that anniversary or birthday? I'm, I'm not birthday. quite sure. Birthday. That's on Leon. Birthday that tomorrow. Birthday? Okay. To, it's tomorrow. Yeah, the third. Yes, the third. I got the third. Right. So enjoy your birthday, Mr. Johnson, when he comes. And I'm quite sure Mrs. Johnson will take care of that. Uh, Thank you very much. Back to cricket, Charles. Yeah, Charles Bannerman. Who is Charles Bannerman? He, Charles Bannerman is the, the cricketer that faced the first ball in test cricket way back in, in 1877, of March, 15th of March. Uh, we have uh, Albert Lampard also from Australia, Vince Hogg, Henry Olango from Zimbabwe, Johan Staff Jr., Charlie Barnett, Jean Cummins, female cricketer, and Eric Russell, all from England, Billy Duckgrove from the Dominican Republic, umpire, and we have Ryan Randas out of Guyana, and Chaduk Walton out of Jamaica, Wazim Raja from Pakistan, Abhijan Singh, from India, along with Renu Margaret, female cricketer out of India. So Richard Hadley out of New Zealand, Ewan Chatfield, and Sir Jack Newman, all from New Zealand. We have Andrew White from Ireland, Hazatullah Hek from Bangladesh. Then we go to the fourth, Amayla Obama. Um, I'm hearing some talking in the background. I'm okay. distracting. Go ahead. Amelia uh, Obama, um, the daughter, daughter of the former president, of course. She will turn 25, believe it or not. Little babies when they came to the White House. A couple of years after, she will be turning 25. from England. I'm really being distracted here with the noise in the background. I'm here. I'm here in the talk. I'm trying to go ahead. Please go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. John Britton, Peter Richardson, and Lucky Denton, all from England. Eric Marks and um, Cyril Mitchell. Mitchell. Um, that was uh, from South Africa. <laughs> and we have Ketrani Ramasinghe from Sri Lanka. Greg Spearman from New Zealand. Gulan Ahmed from India. And we also have the anniversary of um, 
back in 1984. Alvin Collitoran made the first double century in English cricket Northwest Trophy. He made 206. And for a lot of people who did not realize that he also bowled some nice off-spinners. In the same match, he took 6 for 32 with his off-spinners. Yes. And there was a match, Warwickshire versus Oxfordshire. And um, for the 5th of July, Maurice Trimlett and Tony Locke from England, Jack Cameron, Tim Shaw from South Africa, John Wright from New Zealand, Shahid Anwar from Pakistan, along with Meham Taqweed, um, a female cricketer, Salim Raja from United Arab Emirates, Karen McGregor, female cricketer, out of Australia and from Ireland, Boyd Rankin, a giant of a fastballer, 6'8". He represented England before he played for Ireland also. And um, first triple century was scored in Test cricket, and that was some 54 years after Test cricket uh, came into being, and it was scored by the man who celebrated his birthday to Andy Sandham. And I think he was also the oldest to score a triple century, the first and the oldest, and that was his last innings in Test cricket because uh, the um, war came in and it aborted his Test career. He did not get to play again. So imagine playing your last Test match and scoring 325. That's a big thing. Okay, Andy Sandham, his name. G.W. Grace Jr., Hugo Randall, Tony Lewis, and Matt Benson, all from England. And we have Mr. Antini, Makaya Antini from South Africa. Wilton St. Hill from the West Indies, specifically Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, Mansoon from India, Ramat Shah from Afghanistan. And Ramat Shah scored the first century uh, in the Babies Nation test career. Yeah, in, um, in, 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 yeah since the start playing test. He, in his first innings, I think he scored some 90 yards, but not to be denied, when he played in the next one, he scored a century, first for um, Afghanistan. So now we have um, the seventh Haitian president um, was assassinated back in 2021, yes. Um, we have birthday for Kab. 1981, mm-hmm. gospel singer Tasha Cobb, Take Me to the King, yeah. Um, the king. She celebrated a birthday, yeah, a birthday on the 7th also. And your former president, George W. Bush, Bush, 30, Bush 43, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. Also, he'll be also celebrating a birthday on the 7th of July also. Coming up with cricket, M.S. Dhoni, former... former um, Captain of India, still very active, was the captain for the winning team in the IPL, this last IPL. MS Downey, yeah, he will be celebrating on the 7th. Um, George Hearn and Vincent Tancris from South Africa, Douglas Hondo from Zimbabwe, Ramesh Mendes from Sri Lanka, Mohammed Ashtaful from Bangladesh, Mit Patel from England, uh, Shajan Babwa out of Trinidad and Tobago, Marjorie Warfell, female cricketer from Australia, and Katie Perkins from New Zealand. Finally, for Saturday the 8th, Donna's little niece, Kyla Brown, 
will be celebrating her birthday. And sharing that birthday with her would be Mr. Ganguly, Shaub Ganguly from India, Shama Shaw, um, female cricketer out of India. Ken Farn and Wendy Watson from England, Lauren Howell and Kelly Brown, Devon Con- from New Zealand, Devon Conway, and John Gordon from South Africa. No, Devon Conway is from, is from New Zealand. Sorry about that one. Is it, is, am I right? Devon Conway yes. from New Zealand? Yes, Conway from, from... Yeah, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm Billy Australia, Dr. Dr. Ma- Go ahead. When you finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack Massey um, from Australia. We have Rahib Hassan from uh, Bangladesh. Clyde Butts out of... Is he from Guyana? Yeah. Yes. Raja Hassan from Pakistan. And we have... The anniversary of John Edrich scoring the most boundaries in a single innings. He scored 310 at all versus New Zealand at Headingley, the 9th of July, 1965. And in so doing, he hit 52 fours and five sixes for a total of 238 in boundaries. And uh, I'm not sure if the record is broken as yet, but and it was a record then, of course. And we have Shapur Zaran, Zadran from Afghanistan will be celebrating also on that day. So that's what I have for you, Lee, and I'll come back. Thank you so day. much, Audley. Very detailed and up to date. First guest we have this evening is a young man who is familiar to Virgil. Let me bring him in without no uh, nothing to offer. Come on in, Virgil Jr. Hello. Hello. You're on live. Hey, how are you guys doing? Very good. And your father, he's listening intentively. Let me see. Yes. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> so Talk I know I was me. on the show last week to uh, wish him a happy birthday, so I kind of want to do that now. Um, his birthday was the 29th, and yes. kind of gave him a couple gifts that he shouldn't forget. <laughs> Neither ne- ne- well, will we. <laughs> 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 We're not forgetting that. Can you tell us something I'm about saying we, Okay, go ahead. Say that one more time. No, he no, no, no. He said he had given him some gift that he'll that he'll never forget. And I said neither will we. Neither will. We. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of want to wish him a happy birthday and appreciate everything he done done for us. So. I kind of had to go really big on this gift. I was kind of planning it for a while, so All right. it came out pretty good. I want you to stay tuned because yeah. we have some more more folks here who want to say hello to him as well. And his, his nephew, nephew. nephew is on with us as well, a record 407. Yes. Come on in. Don't be afraid now. He's listening. How many area code four seven? One, twice, three times. How about area code three one seven? I think you should have called the name. I think that is Murray. Murray, that's correct. Murray? Yeah, Murray, I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Yeah, come on in. You're in live. And Virgil is listening to you and we ask that you stay tuned with us. Don't go because we have a lot of people who want to say something and I have to play something that you can hear as well. Maureen? Yeah, well, 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Verge. I'm listening. No, you say what you have to say, and then we'll come in later on. Yeah. Come on, Imore. We're listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm waiting for Virgil to say something. No, you said oh, something. No, you're, you're here to wish him happy birthday. Yeah, you're here to wish him happy him. birthday. So he's, he's yeah, waiting he's on you. He's listening to you. He's listening. He'll be on, but he's going to answer all three. Happy birthday, young man. Thank you very much. Um, before I go any further, Mr. Francis, that's, tomorrow is my Uncle Murray's birthday, so that's why he was listening out oh. for me to tell him happy birthday. So we oh, all get okay. this. We, right. we all attend mm-hmm. Tomorrow is his birthday also too. Oh, okay. Happy Murray. birthday, happy Murray. Happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday. birthday Murray. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank okay. you. All right, Mr. Francis, before you go any further, let me just do my birthday greeting because some people here waiting on me, especially um, a very good friend of mine, um, daughter, they're waiting mm-hmm. on their birthday celebration. So first, let me say happy belated birthday to Robert Bascot, who is in Antigua. He celebrated his birthday on the 22nd. Oh, and Royston, yeah, Royston, Royston celebrates his, his birthday on the 30th. And as you know, my, my uncle celebrates his birthday tomorrow. And Brianna, Stephen, that's the daughter of Earl and Carol Stephen, who celebrate her birthday on the 6th of July. They celebrate, they're having a little party tonight because um, her friends are around. So because of this weekend, they're having a little birthday party for her. So I'm over there at the, the same time. So I just want to wish her a happy, happy, happy 19th birthday. Just a couple of years ago, I remember she was in a stroller and now she's 19 years old. So that tells you how... How, how, how fast how fast they grow up and how fast the world turns around. So, Brianna, Bri, happy, happy, happy birthday, and you're getting it straight from 007. Enjoy your birthday, <laughs> and I wish you many, many, many more to come. All right. So, anyone else for Virgil? Anyone else for Virgil? No? Let me play you a birthday greeting that was sent to him by a special person. Folks, listen. This is what someone said of Virgil. And I believe... Virgil, Cena, what's up? It's Chris Gill, the universe boss here. On behalf of myself and Virgil Juno, we want to wish you happy birthday. God bless you and I hope you to see many, many more. And we wish nothing but the best for you. Happy 59th birthday, Virgil. Keep batting, keep batting. I know you're a left-arm bowler, and you bowl that little thing, and you pick up some wickets, and then you win some trophies. Man, you're very passionate about it, cricket, man. I just want to say thank you so much for the support over the years, and I'm glad I'm one of your players. Much appreciated, but it's your birthday. It's your day, so go and enjoy your birthday, boss. I see what I'm saying. Enjoy Porter like a rock star. I see you love your boat as well. Just big up yourself. Just go and have a blast. Happy 59th birthday. Keep batting. Bat long. Push another single next year. Get it to 60. All right? One at a time. Happy birthday, boss. Universe boss. One love, W07. Mr. Francis, let me, say this to my, let me say this to my son, man. I was shocked and surprised of that whole thing he, he get for him to around the world and find especially somebody like the universe universe boss Chris Gale to do that birthday wishing for me and I'm 
one day when I see Chris Gale, I will tell you how much I appreciate. But I just want to let my son know I really, he don't know how much that means to me. That means more than, and that will stay in my heart forever for someone who go out and do something like that. So, son, thank you very much, and I love you very much. Appreciate it. And don't cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the virgin, virgin that <laughs> you've been doing something right. I didn't hear that. Oh, so you're I'm welcome, and I love that, you too. I'm, Thank you. Okay, and I'm, I'm saying, Virgil, that's it. That means you've been doing something right. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why don't we ask Hyson, do you have any birthdays, Hyson? Hyson, you're lost. Hi, Hi, birthdays from Hi. London? Oh, yeah. yeah, can you hear Hi. me? Yes, we can yes. hear you now. Yes. Yeah, it will be my birthday on Friday, the 7th. Wow. Oh, and birthday. Yeah, birthday. yeah, and also yeah. it would have been Dennis's mom's birthday as well, isn't it, Dennis? Oh, thank, thank you, uh, thank you so much, I think, for remembering. Happy yeah. birthday in advance, Hyson. We just appreciate, uh, appreciate you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's my birthday. I think we have so, Iva on board too. Iva, you want to come in? Uh, yes, yes. Am I on? Oh, I yes, you're on. Well, I put with him every day, every, every week. <laughs> yeah. Is, is this me, Leon? Yes, yes. yes that's you. Some folks are oh, speaking very, very behind. Good. Can okay, you, good, good, good evening. And call, it, call it. Go ahead, Go ahead, Ivan. Yeah, well, happy birthday, July. So we're going to start there, July. I mm-hmm. wish the channel was on here to hear all those birthdays that you would have said in your birthdays already. Because, mm-hmm. Leanna thinks you're wagging behind them. Kind is definitely out of the way. But anyway, happy birthday to Mr. Murray. That's the uncle of Virgil there. So Virgil. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and give him a big up there. Happy birthday. But Virgil, I think you, 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 your mother pushed you out a little too early. You missed July by a couple of days, man. Come on, 29th. <laughs> you missed the best month. But anyway. No, he's still Cancerian. Cancerian, <laughs> <laughs> but he wanted to come in July. That's the only thing that got his vex. That's born in June. That's the only thing. But anyway, it's okay, Virgil. You, you, you're with us. And happy birthday to you, Hyacinth. Then Thank mom. you. And, um, well, Sandra started the, 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 the proceedings yesterday on the 1st of July. But um, I'm going to spend a little time with Virgil here because he sent me that video. And I was really touched. And I was happy that Liam was able to play. And I responded to Virgil, too. So let me see. I think I have it here. So I can give him justice. Because I really thought that to get the universal the universal. Yeah, we played, twice. we played it twice already for him. Oh, I just heard it. I, I, yeah, I just heard it. Mm-hmm. So I said that was good. So I have to pick up your son as well. That's Virgil Jr., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to go out of his way because it's so hard to book these guys. It's so hard to get them, and I could imagine that he must have tried other folks, and may have not responded or turned him down. Chris Gale to make a video of that sort mm-hmm. for for Virgil. I have to say we have to big up Chris Gale big time, and I yes, go to Virgil and I told him, I quote, Virgil, that video is a keeper. Big up to your son. It is mm-hmm. worth even more than 
Chris Gale's autograph. Quinn, the universe boss, took time out to make a pleasing video celebrating your birthday at no cost. Man, that is a big thing. I think then I said, well, humility at its best. So we have to give it up to Chris because not Mm -hmm. too many persons. Well, oh, no, no, so yes. they made a video. You're only hearing the audio. But yeah, but the video is done too. We're going to make video. sure that we get that into our portal as well. Okay. And for him to do a video for Virgil. Virgil, mm-hmm. I think that's a keeper. You must really, really <clears throat> go on out and honor your son for that. For me, again, I'm going to say it's worth more than a photograph. Uh, autograph, so. Okay, how well, we you? all are gonna keep that one. Oh, oh, we all are gonna keep that one. We 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 are running behind Audley. What about Donna? Donna, do you want to come right in? Donna, you're in live. Okay, no one else. Okay, let yes, me just Leon. say before you. Leon. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Leon, I want to um, say happy birthday to Hyacinth and. I appreciate very much that she actually remembers that it was it is or would have been my mom's boy upcoming anyway the seventh of this uh, of July the same birthday as my departed mother gone but not forgotten and to add to that my uncle that's the brother of my mother his birthday would have been on the eighth of uh, July so my mom would have been on the seventh. And my uncle, my mom's brother, would have been on the eighth. What's, of, uh, what's the name of the uncle? What, what's the name of the uncle? It, it, it is Fred. Fred. Okay, Fred Heath. Frederick A. Francis. Oh, Francis. Frederick Francis. Oh yeah. man. When okay, you, so no one, Francis, no one knows the connection to the Talk to me. Talk to me. So, Anybody wants to talk to me? Okay, let me just yeah. get in a couple there for me. I have some, some relatives that are also celebrating birthdays. And yes, of course, let's firstly go with Jasper Knight. And who is Jasper Knight? He mother sings that song, Feel Night Son. Jasper Knight, he would have been two years today. Today, two years. And my one and only son-in-law. John Johnson, I tell you a story about John, there's nothing that he can't fix. Let me tell you. <laughs> if I have a problem, John goes on the internet, he goes on YouTube, and I have it fixed. And not only do I have it fixed, without cause. And I am privileged and happy to have a son-in-law as great as he has done. He's built lots of things for me, and I appreciate him. Happy, happy birthday, John. May you live to see many more years of joy, happiness, and goodwill. And believe you me, he has taken good care of my daughter, and I love that so much. Okay? Any Anyone else who hasn't said yeah, anything? Mr. Francis. Yes, Mr. Francis, yeah, can I get, I'm, I'm going to put um, Mr. and Mrs. Stephen on so they can say happy birthday to their daughter. Okay, go right Give me ahead. One. one second. Yeah, one second. Yeah, one second. Yeah, then I thought. We have an Hello, good evening, Yes, Leon. Mr. Good, Mr. good evening. Good evening. Leon, we have our We have our guest, Dr. Gangaram Singh, who's just yeah, well, arrived. Well, well, yeah. Would, would you let, him, let us finish up here for him? Please, uh, yes, yes, 
Okay, okay. Yeah. Who, who, I'm gonna, is he yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, one second. Go ahead. Hello, good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening. All right. It's just it's so nice to to hear you guys and I just wanna wish everyone that's listening a very happy and safe fourth of July and I also wanna take this opportunity to wish my daughter a happy birthday. Um, happy nineteenth mm-hmm. birthday and may God continue to bless her and to keep her and uh stay safe everyone out there. Amen. Thank you. Thank happy you independence so to you. Thank you, thank you so much. And I'm going to take this opportunity to play one song for everybody who said. Oh, hold on, birthday. just just before you go, just before you mm-hmm. go, just before you go, I have my 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 um my brother-in-law Carl Carlson Bings. He's celebrating his birthday today. Um, I called him already, but happy birthday to you, Carlson, and a friend of mine, Lloyd Brown. Lloyd Brown, he's over there in Brooklyn. He's celebrating his birthday today also. Um, my mother's best friend, and I was told that when I was small, um, I said I was going to marry to her. But then <laughs> she had another sister, another sister who came in afterward, and she had long hair, and I left her, I dumped her for her sister. <laughs> That's what I'm told. When I was small. <laughs> so, uh, Miss V, right, she's having a, she'll be having a birthday. She'll be celebrating, I think, her 83rd or 84th birthday. Um, this Friday. So happy birthday to you, Miss V. And my cousin, Marjorie, Marjorie Morris, she is down there in Florida. And Saturday, she will be celebrating her birthday. So along also with Hyacinth, um, happy birthday right. to you, Hyacinth, when it comes. And as remember, Dennis's mom also would have been celebrating. So happy birthday to everybody. And would you add Jasper Knight to your list as well? Jasper Knight and, and, and the second. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely will. Um, Thanks. Well, did you say your cousin Marjorie Martin? Morris, not Martin. Morris. That's the name of my mother, Marjorie Martin. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. Okay, everybody. We um, have everybody on. Everybody sing their piece. Why don't no, you hear the song? Donna is speaking, but you're not. You're not, you're not hearing us, so she's muted. Oh, okay. okay, Donna, come on in then, Donna. Okay, are you hearing me? Yes. No, I'm no, clear now, Okay, you weren't hearing me before. No. <laughs> I'd like to say happy birthday to Hyacinth and to Mr. Murray. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to say belated birthday greetings to Sandra. She had a birthday yesterday. And I, Sandra Ostreicher, if that's the way I think we pronounce it. And we have Kyla, my niece. She's going to be celebrating on Saturday the 8th. So those are my birthdays for this week. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all the ones okay. who are celebrating birthdays, anyone else we left oh, out? I don't know how you forget my birthday. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have okay, a grand time. Iva, since he's celebrating all day, every day. All right. We're going to play this special for Iva and Hyacinth. Everybody else. Thank you. 
but I, I, I'd muted myself, sorry. Okay, this has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Join us next week, just about 7 o'clock when we do it all over again, the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, we have a guest waiting. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Over to you, Dennis. Okay, thank you and a happy anniversary and birthday to all those who have been mentioned. Now we turn our attention to our Invited guest, our special guest is Dr. Gangaram Singh. He's a cricketer, cricket administrator. He's an academic, a member of the San Diego Cricket Club, and co-owner of the San Diego Surfriders Minor League Franchise Cricket Team. He has joined us today on the eve of the inauguration of the USA's Major League Franchise Matches. And I hope that he will be able to share his insights on the newest professional cricket venture here in the United States. Dr. Gangaram, good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, Dennis, and good afternoon to everybody. Good afternoon. Well, let me kick off by saying up out front, when does the minor league uh, season begin, please? Minor league or major league? Major. Minor, major. Min, minor league. The min, minor starts in August. So the, we in have August. the major league. Yeah, we have the major league from the 13th to the 30th. And then the following week, uh, we start with minor league. Okay. So it appears that this, this date, is the, the minor league will start after the major. Is, is Correct. The minor league, is the minor league now considered subservient to the major league? I, you know, I, I don't, by the way, I, I enjoyed your um, birthday segment and it made me feel as if I was back home in Guyana, in rural Guyana, in the village, just uh, chatting with friends. So I, 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 uh, you made me feel good. Um, I haven't felt, uh, you know, that way in a long, 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 long time. So I enjoyed that segment. I, I don't think it's a matter of which one is superior and which one is inferior. I think what uh, what the goal is is to create an ecosystem uh, for cricket, and and it's it's going to be you know the regular uh, cricket season, and I'll talk about that in a minute, and major and minor league, and hopefully the goal is for all of these 
the franchises and you know the national organization club cricket for everybody to work together and to to create opportunities not only for our youngsters but a larger a percentage of cricketers to play at the highest level possible. So I I don't see it as um, as one being superior and the other one being subservient at all at all. Then it. All right. Thank you so much. What is the relationship now between the minor and the major league at this point in time? Is there a relationship? Uh, uh, as as I understand it right now, uh, they're separate entities. So you have the six major league cricket teams there across the country. Um, for the listeners, I'm sure you're all following it. You know, New York, uh, Dallas, uh, Washington, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles, and I'm missing one, which I can't remember right now. But there are six uh, six major league teams, and I think it's a 23, and, a, and one was added this year. So 24 minor league teams. These teams are owned uh, by different uh, bodies. Uh, so, for example, the LA team is owned. has an ownership group with, group with a very strong affiliation to the Calcutta Knight Riders. And so you see all these players that play for the Knight Riders establishment, whether it's in Calcutta or Dubai or Trinidad. Actually, you see all these players gravitating towards. Uh, towards the Knight Riders team, and and similarly for the Mumbai, the New York team is owned by the, or, or a large part by the Mumbai Indians, and so you have people like Kyron Pollard and so on and so forth going to play in the in the New York team, and and that that is I mean I, I don't know if you read but Sunil Narain had a, a comment this week about you know his affiliation with the Knight Riders right and they take care of him. And he plays wherever they want him to play. So I think, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of that at the major league level. At the minor league level, um, they, they, we're, it's owned by people like me. <laughs> you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not wealthy organization. It's a passionate a bunch of uh, people who have been involved with cricket over the years across the country. In a way, I'd like to call it the heart and soul of cricket in the country. And none of these, uh, as far as I know, um, none of these are, are money makers. They're, uh, in fact, we, we put a lot more money than we, we'd ever make. I mean, we don't have any revenue stream right now. Uh, we have an academy, you know, that kicks in a little bit of money. And we hustle. We go out and we find sponsors, people who believe in cricket, and that's how we run the minor league team. And we have no affiliation with any of the major league teams. Now, when the Knight Riders come uh, to, to L.A., uh, because this year the tournament is played all in, in Dallas and in, in North Carolina, when we do have a team in L.A., though, I am anticipating that we will be um, uh, affiliated somehow with that team. Um, but right now, you know, let me let me tell you how closely the teams uh, are, are are aligned. Uh, Major League is going to start their preparation anytime this week. I think in in San Francisco this week they have a a big celebration where the players are going to meet uh, the community. Um, but they have asked uh, when they get back to Dallas and to, to to North Carolina, they have asked for practice bowlers, and we're sending our bowlers for the major league teams, right? And specifically, we're going to be sending our young bowlers, the, the youngsters on the team, to go and participate there. So, so that's the affiliation right now. It's 
a bunch of independent owners coordinated by the American Cricketer Enterprise, and hopefully we will see um, collaboration come forward. But there is no legislated or legal relationship between these entities. Thank you, Dr. Singh. I'll open the floor to the rest of the panelists for questions for Dr. Singh. Yes, let me go first. Dr. Singh, welcome back to us again. And we are always delighted to hear from you. Sorry for the little delay. Thank you. But of no course, problem. you know, you mm-hmm. are free to be with us for the rest of the evening. If you want. <laughs> yeah, first thank of all, you. let me ask. Well, I noticed that there are no franchises uh, located in, in um, the Fort Lauderdale or Lauder Hill area where the stadium is, is erected. And second, a second question, is there any reason why that was so? And how is the interest in the major league tournaments? Um, is there momentum building towards the, the tournament yeah. so far? So, yes. So, so let me, you have a, a few questions there. So let me parcel yeah. them out. First and foremost, you have the Orlando Galaxy, I think, is a minor league team. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's the team that I'm familiar with in, uh, okay. in that area. Um, and that's a minor league team. Uh, Florida mm-hmm. doesn't have a major league team that that I, that I know of and, and, and any in the plan. Um, and how were the teams selected? Good, very good question. You'll have to ask the people who bought the teams and invested in them there. I I am not so sure. I, I, if I had to guess, though, I would guess it's where you have um, owners and that have somehow connected with some of these major or these IPL teams. Well, two of the teams, I think, are affiliated with Australian um, teams to our franchises. I think Washington team is associated with, uh, with, with, uh, with an Australian franchise. Um, so that's, that's the Florida, the Fort Lauderdale, the whole area that, 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 that I am familiar with. Um, the momentum in terms of major league is, is coming up nicely. Actually, uh, uh, I there's a there's a sign on almost every day, um, and and it's picking up. Now I can't comment on sales of tickets and all of that. I know mm-hmm. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably go for the inauguration and then go back uh, for the finals. Of course, I can't say for the whole two weeks, but I but it's exciting and I think the stadium is completed now, a brand new stadium uh, in, in, in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area. Um, uh, brand new, that, that facility um, got some major uh, financial support from uh, Ross Perot's son, and so they converted mm-hmm. a, a baseball stadium into a permanent cricket field with turf wow. and you know and light and, and all of that stuff. So it's it's a, a world class facility and they're doing some work on the, um uh, in the North Carolina right now for that, that franchise too. But there are only a few games there and then they'll shift it back. And and you know the goal uh, is to have these sort of facilities across the nation. Um Thanks. you know, Dennis and I am out here on the on the West Coast. <laughs> Uh, in the LA area, and I'm I am very hopeful that we will also get a stadium out here um, in in the Los Angeles Orange County area. The Seattle uh, franchise is doing really well, and I know the Bay Area has a lot of cricket. So I don't know the logic um, uh, for where these teams are located. My assumption is that 
it's probably based on a community that can support it and mm-hmm. and you know um and investors right and where investors mm-hmm. want to put their money so I, if i had to take a wild guess that would be it right because these stadiums they're going to fit about eight to ten thousand people they're not meant to, to fit you know yeah in the caribbean go ahead Danny. any other questions yeah, yeah i got any other questions question, give somebody a small chance yes go ahead no oh, i have any other question or oh, virgil no, no, no. Virgil? No, no. Okay. Any questions for Virgil? Virgil, are you with us? Ah, oh, no. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Audley, uh, how old are you? You hear me? All right. No, no, no yeah, I we can hear you. No. Go ahead. Yeah, I did not hear the question because uh, there's a lot of noise. I had to put it on, on mute. We're asking you if you have any questions for our guest, Dr. Singh, regarding the Major League minor. Um, no, because I did not. So much noise was in the background there. I did not really hear um, what he was talking about. With the okay. minor, I, I know you said something about my, minor league and major league, but I did not hear the rest of the conversation. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll continue. Um, Dr. Singh. Okay, thank you. Uh, well, have you want me to ask a question? I have a yes, question. go ahead. Yeah, I just okay. came in myself, so I don't know if that was mentioned already. How many major league teams are there that are going to be competing for for the two weeks? Um, yeah, yeah. How, how many teams are there? Six. 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 And and Six. are mm-hmm. there, you know, players that um, you just call the name and they are readily recognized? International. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, Quinton DeCock, um, David Miller. Uh, Kyron Pollard, hmm. uh, Dwayne Bravo, Sunil Narain. Um, yeah, yeah. They, 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 it's, oh, okay. it's who okay. is who. It's who is who in cricket. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh. I, I got the deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Dr. Singh, mm-hmm. given that the minor league and the major league are franchise teams, do you support the uh, major leagues coming to the USA? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I think it will be um, the turning point for cricket in the United States. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about franchise cricket and about you know national level cricket. It, 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 you know, I I my wish is and and for those of you who have uh, I've been in cricket for a long time and been following this game for a long time and and the United States needs um, a, a sport. Uh, the national body, which is, I say cricket, uh, really hasn't, and I, I am not uh, a, a critique, but hasn't done uh, uh, the, 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 an appropriate job promoting the game in the country. You know, it's entangled in all of these political battles, and, and cricket is left on the side, right? And that's why I wanted to come on the show, too, because I think it's like us, people like us, who love the game, we need to speak up, right? And we need to let the national body know that these can work together and where it has worked across the world uh, in a good collaboration, you have the franchise or the, the franchise system that helps to support the national body, right? And to help to grow the game and to invest funds in it too, because that's where uh, the action is, right? And so I think major league coming to the, other than the IPL, it will be the largest budget in the world uh, for cricket, right? And so you will see, this influx of interest into cricket. 
you know, we have the World Cup coming next year, and then we have the Olympics coming in 2028 uh, in, in Los Angeles. And if uh, cricket, I mean, and there is this push to put cricket in the Olympics. So between those two events, we should be able to move cricket significantly forward. I'll just tell you from the grassroots level, right, if you look at cricket, in San Diego, when I came to cricket, seven, eight, nine, ten people played cricket. Dennis would remember this back in, in the early 2000, right? Today, we have thousands of people playing cricket in San Diego. We have about 275 kids playing cricket on a daily basis, right? Every day they come out to practice. We have nets. We have all sorts of stuff. And But at the national level, we don't have any sort of organization, right? So now these kids have something to look up to right, that they can play in a minor league team, then they can go play in a major league franchise, and then they can play for the country and all of that stuff, right, that can come in. But, but that's what I think major league cricket will do uh, for cricket in the, in, in the United States. So is there room? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask, ask I, I noticed Dr. Singh that there is advertisement on the match is going to be carried live on Willow. However, are there right. any radio commentary? We have two commentators here with us right now, so I just wanted to know if there are going to be any commentary, radio commentary, live commentary. Good question. You know what? I don't know, but I'll get back to you, and I'll get the answer for you, and I'll give it to um, Dennis. to Dennis, and he can distribute it. Yeah, because I have, and I'll make sure I I actually raise that question the next time. Uh, but it will be carried not only by Willow, Willow in the United States, but it will be carried by all of the major um, carriers across the world. So this is going to be broadcast into the entire world. So it, it's it, there's a very um, complicated uh, business model behind it, and a lot of excitement around the world. Thank you. Um, is there room, do you think, for both minor and major league to flourish in the United States? And no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, take baseball, for example, right? Take any of the major sports, right? It is a feeder, right? And it is where you get a chance to test if you can go to a different level. See, uh, most of the folks on this call would be from the Caribbean, right? From the West Indies. I love to go back to the West Indies and think about how we grew cricket up in the West Indies, right? There was system, there was school cricket, then there was club cricket, then there was regional cricket, then there was a, a, a tight level of competition at the national level, A division, B division, C division. Then if you were lucky, you'd play for a shell seal team in those days, and God be with you, if you were lucky, you'd play for the West Indies, right? So there was that complicated ecosystem. And those of us who were thinking that West Indian cricket has gone down, you watch, that system is probably, uh, uh, that whole entire ecosystem needs to be examined, right? Now, when franchise cricket came into the West Indies, people would say, well, wait a minute. That was when, no, it had, that, that deterioration had started before then, right? But that franchise cricket also allows, think about the number of people who are exposed. Think about India, right? You have about two players now on the Indian team that is touring in England, who they played Ranji Trophy, but they were discovered in the IPL, right? So it gives them an opportunity. You think about minor league right now. I'll, I'll tell Dennis, this week we made, a, we made a decision in San Diego and the Surfriders to pick a local guy to play for the minor league, right? After four or five games in the SEC, a guy named Abbas, right? So Abbas yes. was big playing in the local league here in SCC, and he scored 100, he scored 60-something. 
and he's on hot form, right? Where would he go next if there was a minor league, right? So we picked him up, right, in the minor league. Now he's going to go and showcase his stuff uh, in minor league in August. Now major league is before, and there's a reason why major came before minor. It's not supposed to happen. Minor is supposed, but, you know, they're all the sanctioning uh, stuff that went on at the national level, right? And we weren't sure if we were going to get the season, right? So now Abbas gets to go play minor league, right? And if Abbas shines in minor league, he gets an opportunity at major league. Look at the people, the national players, the local uh, players who have excelled in minor league. They got, they got picked up in the, in the major league, right? So minor league will play a role in terms of creating talent. And you can get to discover more talent. The pool will be bigger. Then you have to hunt, right? So what is going to happen this year? I think you're going to see a lot of people playing seriously in minor league because it's going to become a recruiting ground for major league, right? And that's what you want. You want competition. You want these guys to hustle, right? When you go out to play cricket, your spot is not guaranteed, right? You have to hustle. And so that's, what I, that's how I think all of these teams will survive and thrive. Does minor can, can I make a comment here? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I heard when you reminisced going back to the Caribbean, the way the journey it would have taken an individual to get uh, from one point to the other. Um, now with with the advent of different formats, it's even easier. Not that it's easy, but it's easy even easier now because now they're first time the aspiration was to play for your country or to play for a B team. Now you have the, the playing for your country in test, and you may go on the A team tour, and then you have ODIs, and you have T20. So Absolutely. more, no more than ever, um, there's this, mm-hmm. you know, um, venue, the, this place, is just, is just, the avenues are open wide for more and more cricketers to be really encouraged as they push along. And of course, the minor and major league is a, is a big big avenue to, mm. to travel on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and if you remember, too, I mean, I could name at least at least 50, 60 cricketers who didn't play for West Indies when I was growing up who were superb at the one day and uh, that would oh, yeah. excel at the, t- at the T20, right? But they never played, right? I can go down the list, right? And if you think about it at that time, only 11, maybe 50, whatever the squad is, would play test cricket, mm-hmm. right, West Indies. But and the second team, I don't know if you all, I, I, of course, all of you would remember because you're all cricket fans. I could have named a second team in the West Indies in those days that would beat half of the international team these days. Richard mm-hmm. Gabriel, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 Sylvester Clark ended up playing for a little bit, right? But I could go down Timur Mohammed from Guyana, right? Andy Jackman, uh, you know, all of those could have made any team these days, right? And they didn't play West Indies at that time. But if you had a one, you had more active one day and you had a T20 franchise, those would have been, well, those would have been names that we would still recognize, right? I do recognize them because they were super cricketers and I watched them, but, but not everybody, right? And they didn't get an opportunity to become professional cricketers. So hopefully we're going to give. You see what is happening in the U.S. right now? We have a lot of youngsters playing cricket where they drop out around 17, 18 years old and they disappear, right? Because there's nothing for them after then. They're going to go play club mm-hmm. cricket after then. Right, and maybe some of them would go on to play for the U.S. I've seen a number of talented youngsters. Hopefully, minor league and major league will make them stick around a little bit longer, and that will elevate cricket in the, in the national level. Right, so we'll see. I'm hopeful, as you can tell. 
Uh, Dr. Singh, I know that I know that um, the major league and the minor league, I guess you could say, requires sponsorship to, um, you know, to obviously to move forward. Does the major and minor league share any sponsor, any particular sponsors? No. Um, they're independent legal entities right now, and they're responsible for their own budget, revenues, and expenses. Now, that doesn't mean, though, that that's not going to change in the future, Dennis. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with what is going to happen. Now, uh, uh, and I don't necessarily see why they won't work together. So those are unknown, I think. Um, and and I don't think the minor league teams, at least, I, let me don't speak for all the minor league teams, from San Diego's perspective, when we got into this thing, we knew we were going to be promoting cricket. We knew we weren't a big market. We weren't going to be a major league destination. But we knew that we were going to be a part of the Southern California system, right? And if we ended up getting a major league cricket team in the Southern California system, we will be a part of that. And then we'll be a part of the national sort of a system. So if we end up, for example, uh, fielding cricketers at the, at the local level and we end up sending those to the major league teams, Dennis, I'm hoping that we can work out something, right? And I'm hoping that the, the enforcers of major league cricket will also see the importance that I'm seeing. And at some point in time, they would say, you know what, we would help. Right now, though, Dennis, we have been really lucky. Our sponsors have done a terrific job supporting us. You know, uh, Westpac Financial Partners um, has been a signature sponsor for us. We have gotten City University of Seattle. We have gotten, um, you know, a computer company. We have gotten uh, a gym. Uh, you know, we have gotten all sorts of people coming forward and supporting us. And so we are grateful for, for, uh, for their support because we won't be able to do it alone. So at no point in time, you don't see any, any kind of animosity or antagonism between the two leagues? Um, I, I, don't, I don't think so, um, but you can never tell. <laughs> Now, uh, they're, they're run by separate governance system, um, and, you know, it, it could happen. Um, it could happen. Uh, I can't see, though, how minor league would be competitive to major league. And major league, if they're smart, would leverage this passion. Now, now here's where I think there's going to be uh, room for collaboration. Now, m- m- major league cricket has to have a fan base, right? And so if the Knight Riders want uh, a fan base in the Southern California region, you know, they're going to have to develop those relationships, right? So I'm, I'm anticipating that they would also do a lot of outreach and they would reach out to places like the San Diego Surf Riders. Um, and, and, and Dennis, I am one of those that isn't, you know, you have known me for years. Um, I, I'll be calling. We'll be calling the the night riders and say, "Hey, we're here. You know, how can we work together?" Right. So it's up to us to, in terms of what sort of relationship we want with Major League. We shouldn't come into this thing thinking that we're entitled to some sort of a a, a relationship with the Major League. We should earn it, right? And we should demonstrate to the night riders and to others what our worth is. You know, I was up in the Bay Area. Um, last week, you know, plugging surf riders, right, with academies 
and so on and so forth, right? And, and that's the goal, right? The goal is to get out there and say and demonstrate your work, right? Not demand it, but demonstrate how valuable you are in that ecosystem. And hopefully we will create with our youth teams, with our legal, uh, our local structure and things like that, we'll create some really good cricketers to send to the major league. We don't own anybody, but, but we're hoping that there will, that, that, that ecosystem that I'm talking about will materialize, right? And everybody would benefit from it financially, but also hopefully from a cricketing perspective mostly. All right. Thank Dennis, you so much. Any Yes, go yes, ahead, Leon. Yes, Danny. Dr. Sin, what part does the Cricket USA plays in the venture? You know, and I, I, I have a lot of respect for any national body, but I think USA Cricket needs to wake up now. You know, USA Cricket hasn't done anything. Um, well, I shouldn't say they haven't done anything. They have, I, we saw the under-19 sort of trials. But, it, but if you think about it, right, and, and for this audience, I really want to go back to the West Indies, right? And, and, and you had a, a wonderful, uh, of course, we used to have Shell Shield. You have multiple days cricket, the longer format. But you also had um, the, 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 the one-day format that was very competitive, right? And that's where you kind of see it's in between um, and then you had the franchise system, right, across the different countries, right, that are playing. Um, but locally, if you go into Guyana or you go into Barbados or Trinidad or any of the smaller islands, too, you have a rigorous uh, national system in place, right, that is offering you 50 overs you're at the national level, at the under-19 level, at the under-17. We don't have anything like that in the United States, Right. And so a cricketer, you think about it, a cricketer, a national level cricketer will go and represent the country without any active sort of a national um, tournament, right? So you get the majority of the people who play for the United States, they play club cricket, right? Either in New York or Southern California or somewhere, and they jump from that level all the way to the national level, right? We need an organization at that level, at regional level, where you compete and you have that network. Mm-hmm. And Major League is going to fill some of that gap, but at the T20 level, not at the 50-over level, right? So I think this is a golden opportunity for USA Cricket to form a collaborative working relationship with Minor League and Major League and do the whole thing, right, and, and work together, right? And that's why part of the reason why I wanted to come on this show today, Dennis, and I'm going to be having a, 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 I'm going to be speaking up loudly for this. This is the time that USA Cricket needs to step up and actually be a part of the solution, right? Major League and Minor League have spoken with their checkbooks and they have brought a level of uh, reputation to the United States. Now USA Cricket needs to step in and say, okay, let's start organizing the 50-over tournament. And, of course, you can sanction and work with Major League, work some sort of a relationship, financial and otherwise, but they need to step up right now and do something about cricket in the country. Another question, let me follow up. Uh, The various stadiums, I see the largest can host a capacity of about 15,000. How optimistic Mm -hmm. are you having these films? Maybe not in the first year, but shortly afterwards. Well, we'll see. (laughs) So we'll see. I, 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 I am hopeful that, you know, you know, stadiums that have 
anywhere from eight to fifteen thousand people should. I mean, if you look, though, let, let, let me let me be fair. I think Major League Cricket will get good attendance, but 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 if you look at a Shell Shield game or a Test match, yeah. if it's not the Ashes or in Australia, you get a thousand people, right? So it's it's yeah, actually yeah, cricket is now because it's so easy to watch cricket on on TV and catch up on the scores and things like that, right? Um, you can record it, and, and if you don't have time, right, and you can go to the stadium. Now, I'm hoping, though, that, that we will see some foot crowd. Uh, but at the same time, you know, TV has become pretty much, a, a, and the pandemic didn't help, by the way, you know, where people are, are now hungry and can watch their games at home and things like that. So I don't know. We'll see. All of that needs to be, needs to be worked out, right? And I'm, I'm hoping that we will. Uh, we will see people show up to the ground to play, to watch the game, but, but it's major. The cricket has become a TV sort of a, a, um, a TV sports, right? A lot of people watch it on TV. Thank you so much. All right. I, I have a few more questions, but I wonder if anyone else wants to chip in before I move on. No? We want to cover a couple more things. I'm waiting the test match and the yeah, the, the test uh, match. Yeah, we we are hoping to and, do that. Okay. The qualifying. Let's, let's just all right. We can wrap this up in shortly. But I have a quick mm-hmm. question regarding the minor league draft. Has that taken place just yet? Yes, the minor league draft happened a couple of weeks ago, and all the teams are set. With the exception, Dennis, I think of a couple of wild cards, right? And those are, you could pick anybody, right? It's by the definition of a wild card, right? But I think, with the exception of a couple of wild cards, the teams are set. I know Surfriders is set. I, I think we have one spot left for a, a wild card card player. But other than that, we're set. And the ma- major league teams of almost all of them are set, with the exception, I think, of some of the Pakistani players who are coming in right now. And and the way it works, right? A lot of these players, international players, especially in Pakistan, they have to be released by their national bodies to come and play in these leagues, right? They just can't come over here and play. So even yeah. if a major league team should draft one of these players, want them, they have to get permission, right, from their national body to come over and play. So I think a couple of the Pakistani players are are coming over right now. I think the orc, not the orcas, the uh, yeah, the orcas, uh, the uh, Seattle team just signed on. I can't remember who they sign on, but but they just signed two two players. So Dennis, that's that's how it works. So there's couple, and and it depends. But like the local draft, you know, where you come out and you get to pick player, people register, and you get to build your team with you know X number of under 19, X number of under 21, local uh, domestic players, and all of that stuff. That part is done. All right. Thank you so much. One final point for me to raise is that. In the Seattle Orcas, they have the expectation of Quinton de Kock of South Africa and Michelle March of Australia listed. Uh, yep. Team Washington Freedom, Enrich Nortgeya, South Africa, and Asaranga from uh, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And, uh, in Miami, New York, currently, I think... I recognize only Hamad Assam, previously Pakistan player. Francisco, they have a New Zealand player, Corey Anderson, I think, and England, Liam Plunkett from the San Francisco. 
And we see India's Unmuk Chand, who is also a USA a minor league and national team player. And Texas team has Rusty Theron, which I think he too is uh, maybe a South African, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. it. And I know yeah, he's South there African, are, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few. No, but, but you have, minor... you have uh, Dennis, you have Andre, yeah, Rennes, you have Sunil, Sunil Narain playing for the LA team, right? So you have uh, Andre Russell, Sunil Narain, um, uh, 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 uh playing in the New York team, um, uh, Pollard playing in the New York team. So you have the, 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 the full squad is almost listed for everybody. Um, yeah. as far as I know, um, you know, the, most of them, except I said the Pakistani players and not sure about the IPL players yet. So that, that maybe you'll see some, some more addition there, but South, the South African players are listed. The English players are listed. The um, Australians who are coming are listed already. The West Indians who are coming are listed already. I think it was Pakistan and Sri Lankans who are coming are listed. I think the only two were India and Pakistan that they didn't, that that was a final. Can I have one quick question? Can I have one quick question? Um, The the six teams that are represented, um, can you name the states that they are represented, the states that they are from? Yes. So it's yeah. a major league. I heard a major league. New York, and I know. Right. Know, so uh, the, six, the six the six teams are Washington, uh, so Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called the Orcas. The San Francisco team is called the uh, Unicorns, and then you have a Southern California team is called the Knight Riders. Then you have the Mumbai in the Mumbai Indians is in New York. Then you have the the Chennai team, the Chennai Super King team in Texas, and then you have the other team is the Washington. So it's Washington. So the Washington Freedom. So those are the six teams right now. So oh, so so uh, the name suggests that those franchises are, franchises are uh, at least at least two of them are owned by by Indians because they Mumbai and Chennai. Yeah, yeah. by the IPS. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. 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 All right. Well, thank you. And night and night riders. And night riders. So you have the night riders. Okay. So that's three. Right. 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 Yeah. And maybe more. I don't. I don't know. I don't look at the ownership structure, but I will. So thank you, um, I, Dennis. Any other questions? I know you. You have more things to. We're we grateful for your presence here this evening. You have brought a lot of insight to us about. Not a problem. Not yeah, a problem. Love it. Feel, feel, free, yeah. feel free to join us again whenever you have any breaking news. And uh, let absolutely. us know if there are absolutely. any commentaries that we can absolutely. at least give yes. permission to carry some of the themes. Yes, not a problem. We'll do that. Thank you so much for all you do. This is a great, great, great uh, service. And it made me, it took me back to the Caribbean. So talk to you all. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Thank you. Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Best wishes. Bye. Well, Bye. most of all, we are eager to hear the feedback, uh, feedback of the West Indies. West Indies, as you know, have gone, one gone again. We have not made it through. To the final of the World Cup, the first. You mean, you mean we we crashed out? We crashed. We crashed out. out, 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 out in a bucket. 
So <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows the details, but still lose. And why don't we start off the commentary audience? Uh, yeah, start we off into this town, Diego. Oh, so yes, that's indeed. where we are. And we want to welcome Leon, back I have Simon. And uh, we also have Mr. Coach. Coach is back with us, and we have Simon is back with us. So why don't we start up to kick off the ball with, with, with the Coach. Coach, Weston has got knocked out hard. One uppercut. What uh, before that, before that, I like to give you an update. I was listening to that previous conversation when I joined. In fact, the Major League has a six teams, four of them owned by the IPL. That's the Mumbai Indians, mm-hmm. Kolkata Knight Riders, Chennai Super Kings, and Delhi Capitals. These are the four IPL owners are in that uh, thing. And the two teams, I believe Washington, D.C., and Seattle, is belong to... Uh, owners from uh, Bass League in uh, Australia. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, any 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 uh, mention of uh, Mona Lee? Do we have? Not. Uh, I did not receive any update unless he joins on internet through link or something. But if mm-hmm. not, we will oh, have okay. enough talking about this West Indies downfall. Yeah. And uh, to well, me, this I'm is the horrible to... thing. My thought is simple yes. now is until now I used to say Test cricket is dying, but looks like West Indies cricket is dead. They can't play any form of the game. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we need to get some turf in time. You know what turf in time does? Yeah. <laughs> it resurrected it, it it the dead. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very disappointing situation for the West Indies fans. I feel their uh, uh, mood, I will say, the way this uh, team has performed. And now it's uh, really hard to swallow this kind of uh, level. We are at the bottom of the barrel, then I say, because we have seen a highs. We have seen a great journey almost since 1926 to until now. Also winning uh, multiple World Cups, including beginning first two. And that's a huge ranks. And uh, these particular players, it looks like uh, made the history the other way around on the negative side. And it's unfortunate to see. And now this is also a darkest day in a cricket history, I will uh, say, for the Americas because we don't have any single team in a World Cup. Mm-hmm. And as, as always, uh, today the Sri Lanka made the World Cup. That means once again, out of 10 teams, five coming from South Asia. That is what the development is. And it's uh, very unfortunate. They are talking so much about Canada, USA, and Americas. But looks like we have a long way to see if there is any success. And with this West Indies downfall, I will say we are will be on a darker side under the shadow for at least three, four years to see if there is improvement or performance is going up. And that will not be overnight solution either. It will take a lot. But let's hope that administrators, team management, selectors, and players themselves all can uh, come back together and realize what we have done or where we are, and it's a time to rise. And uh, it's everybody's uh, 
responsibility to get back this game and bring the fans back to West Indies cricket in that maroon color. So let's hope that the things can make positive changes and we can bring new ideas or new protocol and bring some good talent who can really play for West Indies. I have, I have Leon, I have one. Okay. Okay. Go on, yes. Yeah, I'm really happy. You, you want to give away? But I don't. I'm happy to hear what I just heard because roll back the tapes, and you're gonna hear on this tape that we are saying that India, and IPL in particular, is going to kill West Indies cricket. And I just listened and heard someone who is not a West Indian said it. <clears throat> West Indies is dead. I just heard that. What caused it? All these money grabbing people that the West Indian administrators allow them to run over to India, show the wheels, teach them how to, to run, not to run from balls, because we had them down here running, I remember in the senses, and now they're taking on everything, they know how to bat, they know how to score, they know how to do everything, and now I'm hearing, West Indies cricket is dead. How did we get here? How did we get here? For people who say, my first team is an Indian team. And my second team is not a West Indies team. That's how we got where we are right now. So West Indies cricket is dead, I'm agreeing, but how did we get here? So that's where they need to, the administrators know, they need to start to where we want to go by eliminating what took us to where we are today. 2020 cricket is good for cricketers. It's not good for West Indies cricket. Is good for the individual. It is good for the individual. If you want cricket, get loyal people who want to play for West Indies, play with pride, know that they're representing the Caribbean. That's where we're going to get to where we want to go. And to raise the dead. If Jesus can raise Lazarus, this cricket can raise again. But we have to learn from our mistakes. Stop selling our talent out there. Get more matches at home. Let those same Indians come home in the West Indies to play in our franchises. Instead of we always running to them and killing our cricket. That's why we are where we are today. Yeah, I can respond to that. It's not just India. We got to think who led these players to play in IPL. If you think India, India, India does not, to India does not allow that. single wait, 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 players to play outside country, look at the India, they do not let any single player to play outside India, where other countries exactly. are giving them NOC, bodies making money, so how you can to... say IPL is killing West Indies? That's what I'm saying. Hmm. The, the administrators have to stop allowing the governments at home who supported the mercenaries to leave our cricket and go there when the Indians are not coming. That's what got us here. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. What got us there is that our administrators call down to even the politicians who say, no, let them go, let them go, let them go. Pay them some more money, get sponsors, let our ways stay at home and invite in others too so the youngsters can see them. Alan Santos has done an injustice. He raised cricket back in the West Indies when he started his, his, his tournament. And nobody picked it up 
after they haul him off and, and, and jail him. They allowed the Indians to, to take our cricketers them and go over there when Alan Sanford started it. So the administration, I'm agreeing with you, the administrators must do what got cricket revived in the West Indies. Alan Sanford did it. So go back there. Stop depending on ITL who is bringing individual cricketers to fold their pockets and killing West Indies cricket. Thank you. But can I interject Can I, can I come in here? Okay, go ahead, Audley. Yeah, because ahead, um, this is something that we... Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm, this is something we discuss on this program time and times again. And um, we, 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 know, we know that no administrator, none, none of the administrators want to, you know, eliminate the, 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 cricket, the cricketers going to play in their various franchises. But... I think they need to put their foot down when it comes to the amount of cricket they can play. And if you if you have a maximum of three tournaments in which they are able to play, I think I, I, I think I think Pakistan does that, and um, and even when we're having tournaments, you know, um, tours coming up, that they you, it's mandated that the players who are in those franchises would have to be home at least two weeks before the tour commenced because um, in so doing, you know, in, in other words, they would have to be told then that they are selected or, or they have to come home to be a part of being in the process of being selected. Because when they, when they are playing, running all over our body place, and yes, as I was truly stated, it's, it's good for the individual. But then those individuals need to come together in a team, and there's no I in team, right? So they need to be home, um, even if they are abroad, to make adequate preparation, gelling together before a touring party, if they are going abroad or whether a touring party is coming to the Caribbean. And not until they put their foot down where that is concerned, it's not going to change. Yes, I know we're going to talk about, um, we can talk about being sued. Well, it, you're not cutting off the, the totally, you're not cutting off the, 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 the bread totally. No, but there have to be some limits. Just like how the other corporate, the, the other um, cricket admin, cricketing administrations have been, you know, handling their cricketers. It's like, you know, you can go, but this is stipulated. You can go, but this is where it ends, you know. But it's like they are giving a free hand in the West Indies, and I don't know the fact that they are getting a certain percentage uh, of the fee, uh, the franchise fee that they are paid. I don't know if that's encouraged, you know, to, you know, why they just leave it loose like that. But whatever it is, it's not worth it because, as we can see, the West Indies, we are going. To, we can't go any lower. We cannot go any lower. Believe it, man. And so we need to do what we ought to do and get the team together. Forget about who wants to run about the place and work with who is willing and able. Yes, you are able, but you have to be available. So don't talk about those who are not available. Forget about them being able. Let's use who we have, work with them, and build from scratch. That's what we need to do. Thank you, Dennis. Well, let me come in here, Dennis, if you must. Okay. Because the West Indies, have a catch-22. If they, a player who wants to go and play abroad has to get an NOC, 
playing in the IPL, whatever amount that they make a salary, West Indies get a portion of it which goes to the clubs and the West Indies Cricket Board. Now, if you refuse them, they say that they're not available. You refuse them, they have an option. They can retire and go into international cricket, play international cricket. What will West Don't forget about them. Yeah. But, oh. but we don't forget about them. They play franchise cricket. They play franchise cricket. Yeah. They can but go. They, they can when retire. they play, you get, they they get a percentage of that. If, if you refuse to give them NOC, they can retire and play And play franchise cricket. cricket, not international mm, cricket. Yeah. Yeah. And they, so that's you know, good. Let they, them go. Let them go. But how so does West that you don't have the guts to do that. Yeah. Western, you don't have the guts to do that. Can I butt in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Give me a little bit because mm-hmm. I was not for a while. When we, what I think we need to do home, mm-hmm. from the time you start up with your local cricket home, and you start, and you, from the first time you're representing your country, you sign a contract, or you sign something that, if you're going to represent your, if you're going to play and represent your country, you cannot go off anytime that you want to, uh, even though we give you the opportunity to go. We have certain amount of limited time that you can go and play in this competition. Now, if you don't want to abide by that rule, you would not represent your country. Even when they're playing the, the IPL, you would not play in our local team home if you don't want to represent your country. If you, if, if you resign can I from cricket... That? Can I answer that before you go on? Because when yeah. the ICC has a window set aside, and what West Indies did in order to help these players, they, they don't set any international match for the period of the IPL. Yes. But so these guys want to go I, all the over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the, I'm not talking about the IPL alone. They want to go all over. And if you cannot, if once you start to play for your country, you cannot be going all over and not representing your country when your country wants you. Because you already get you already get a window frame from with the I, the IPL. Okay, so you can go. We don't have no game going on with the IPL when the IPL is going on. But for you to leave and go all over and then say you're not available, are you available at this time? That means you cannot represent your country again younger players to represent your country. And you know what will happen? Since you have these guys, they can't play no local cricket. The only thing they can do, okay, I'm going to the IPL. You go this way, but you're not getting no practice. Your standard just be dropping, dropping, because you cannot even represent your country. And they have to do something like that for us to save our cricket. Because if you give them and let them go all the time, we're not going to reach nowhere. You see, I tell you guys, next year, I guarantee you, probably... You would not have five West Indian in the IPL next year because if the guy is not performing, no team is going yeah, to yeah. beat nobody not because of the West Indies for them happen. to come over mm-hmm. there and not perform in. Yeah. And these teams not going to play them to sit down. They're not going to play no, them you to need to play them the so you can get better and better. You need to get better mm-hmm. and better. These guys is at the bottom oh. of the table. We are not nowhere. Anybody but, can beat these guys. Me with but, my but one you know, and my half, you know, right I, now, I think can beat these guys too. 
You know what will happen, Virgil? When, when they're not performing and, and they send them back home, what we are going to do, pick up a, a, a bunch of has been and then put them in our side? They, they, they shouldn't be picked at all either. No. It, it just, some guys don't represent, they don't care about us. They don't care about the people of the Caribbean. All these guys think about playing for themselves and themselves. They only want to use us to get to that level. From the time they get to the level, they forget about us and leave us standing still. And that is not right for the people of the Caribbean. Why you think so much people don't go and watch cricket no more? Because these guys are representing us. We need people to represent we and go out there, want to win at all costs. Just go and win, not just go just to play. That's what I say Westerners need to raise, get their own fundraising so they can attract them, play them better wages and keep them at home. But we can't blame India. We can't blame England. We can't blame Australia for these players to go and get the salary. We have to blame ourselves. We don't have the, the means to raise the amount of money to keep our cricketers at home. And if you prevent them from going, they're going to retire and just play franchise cricket. So we lose them anyway, and we're not going to get the incentive we get for their being offered the contract with the IPL or the, the Big Bash League. So we have a catch-22 situation. Leon, let's look at about the Ponzi scheme and what they... Um, associate Adam Sanford. Why mm-hmm. a bunch of these West Indian millionaires with legal money cannot get together and emulate that, Adam Sanford? Why they cannot answer. do that? That is the he answer, but they're not going to do it. He did it by himself. We have a bunch of millionaires down there. Why can't they do it? We have a bunch of um, banks with full full of money down there, sponsoring all kinds of stuff. Why we can't come together and do that and get back the Adam Sanford brand? I have a question. The IPL is between what, March and May. Any mm-hmm. other country in the world is playing any other cricket? I would bet you. Yes, Pakistan. Pakistan is playing the league. So Pakistan play West, West Indies decide not to have any international cricket during that time. Fair enough. Yes. Why can't we have cricket for the other cricketers? The few people who are going over to India to sit on the bench, warm the bench, we have between March and May where the IPL is going out to do nothing. Yes. Yes. So we need to yes. do something during that part other than having international matches since the players are not available during that time. What about our it's own matches? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no problem with that for them. They should, doing, they should not stop playing cricket. Right, you don't have to have the match, but you can if have matches. If we don't have match, the IPL is going to be going. Yeah, we're using some of our cricketers here to just be net bowlers down there, sit on warm the bench. No, we want them home to play competitive cricket. Inviting the yeah, USA. The, the in, the West Indian have the second the, the eleven Indian, the the, play against the same. Go ahead, I will finish. Tottenham, them and everybody here now. Organize those matches, it's okay. Yes. No problem at all. That's what they should be doing. Hmm. That's what we that's, that's what they saying. Now, when they started that, that was an obvious mistake. They should have been playing with what they have. India IPL finish and they have another league going on right now. They have other leagues playing. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. That's Don't what I'm saying. Don't have, have and, all the different kind of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah, I think yeah. that time window is for international cricket. For inter- and even even then, if you have a, 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 a truly call it what it is now, less aside, like the West Indies and Scotland and things like that, um, that, that wouldn't interrupt the, 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 the Indian Premier League. They, they have mm-hmm. their top of the top guys already playing. So, you know, those those games, I think, um, between the West and the others should continue to play. You know? Not you guys. That is no problem. That is no problem. Um, well, one thing I wanted to say when I was trying to interject, when I was trying to interject um, before, is that I don't know if you guys have seen uh, a, a thing that, that what was put out by Alan Border. Um, that he he's saying that it will be a miracle if he lives until age 80 because regrettedly now he has the Parkinson disease oh and he's he's not doing well. So uh, let us remember him and let us not just say, but let oh us remember goodness. him in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember Alan Bader, great oh guy. And uh, so now he's fighting the, the Parkinson's disease. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. But before we go, we have to discuss those two catches. And those dismissals, the one for the one Bear for Stoke. Cummins, Cummins, and the one for Bearstow. Everybody knows but what Bearstow, Bearstow wasn't a catch. That was a stumping, wasn't it? No, well, two, out, said, yeah, yeah. dismissal, two dismissals. Dismissals, stumping. Yeah. stumping. Is it stumping? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, still dismissal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people feel that was. But that happened to the West Indies in India in the finals in 2016, too. I posted something like that this week. Yeah, I saw it. Which West one? Indies the stomping? The stomping West Indies had a stomping in 2016 or the 19th. The same way. Well, New Zealand had, had one of those, too. New Zealand Pant, had one of those. Pant was given out. Mm-hmm. Given out stump. Well, yeah, yeah, Leon, it's like you know that he... Until the, 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 the when the wicket keeper get the ball and return it, you know it's dead. But mm-hmm. the, the ball is still live, and it doesn't matter what you, if you're gonna wander down. Look, the guy, the wicket keeper has the ball. I I, I think it I think it's out. Mm-hmm. I think it's out. You, you may they may want to bring up about the <laughs> spirit out. of the game it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he, he's out. I don't know. It's out, Ali. Eh? It is. Nothing is out. He's out. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's a, a couple of things that happened that happened there, and I would have liked to see what would have happened if something would have gone the other way. And I will bet you, what I'm going to say here, I'm going to bet that the feeling team would have protested. Now, it was the very last ball of the over. Some cricketers count balls. I like to count balls, too, because right. <laughs> when you're playing with a scoreboard, it was the sixth ball. It went safely to the wicketkeeper. Based on knowing it was the end of the over, immediately stepped out because six balls gone. He's okay. I'm not talking. I'm not attempting a run. Maybe lapsing concentration. But because of the awareness of the keeper and he knows the rules and the game, he knows that, okay, that's an opportunity to stump this guy because he, he walked off. The only thing could have saved him there if the umpire admitted he called over. Because a ball... Mm-hmm. The, the, and <laughs> well, becomes so, dead so, if the air so, falls over. Wait, wait, Ivan. Ivan, wait. Down. So the, um, the opposing captain couldn't call him back? Yes, he has to withdraw his appeal. Because he's a man's straight leg. Yes. He needs anybody in that appeal. He's down straight leg appeal. 
the umpire have to answer the question. Mm-hmm. And the question yeah. they obviously would have been out because the umpire did not call over. So the ball was not mm-hmm. dead. Even though it was the sixth ball, the ball didn't stay in the keeper's hand long enough to be settled the in his hand. Call over. He caught mm-hmm. the ball mm-hmm. and then yeah. the guy yeah, walked You're right. You're right. You're fully right. I agree that he's out. And, and this is based on... But in two occasions, in two test matches, I would say right. he... But, but, he, but he, 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 the other scenario now, I'm going to put on my umpire's What if it was the end of the over? The rookie keeper forced the ball so hard to the stumps, and the fielders are really annoyed six balls before the umpire say over. Start going to the field, and the guy tossed the ball, missed the stump, and he goes all the way down to the boundary. He would have been a boundary. And the batsman now inquired and said, hey... Should we get in four buys? I bet the feeling team would have make noise and say, No, 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 man. The ball is dead. I mean, we already know the over was done. Six ball ball. Although the guy attempted <laughs> to run him out and he missed and the ball got mm-hmm. over the boundary. The feeling team now, if the umpire would have gone and signal four buys. Yeah, How can you give four buys? Because the six ball was bowl. That's why the spirit of the game coming there. I believe in a situation like that. The captain should have withdrew that um, appeal. Yeah. yeah, I feel so, in the interest of what... In the you know, you see, Ivor, wait. You see, Ivor, in the same circumstance, they feel that they were short, shortcut or given a, a difficult one too when, when Cummins caught that ball. And he, to me, he, he had that in control, but he rests the ball on the ground and ball. Cummins are... are, are you mean stop. You mean stop. 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 Michelle, stop. No, 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 no. I said that's what we stop. I would have that said... That was on the ground. I would have said mm-hmm. not out. I would have said not no. out. With stop mm-hmm. thing. I, he was not out. Mm-hmm. Because his body mm-hmm. was still in motion. He did not complete the catch. I remember... remember I thought you know, the captain in his hand. Before he left. Yeah, but it's not that now. Your movement has to be settled mm. too. He was yes, not in control. Exactly. He, didn't, he mm. didn't dispose of the ball. So if you dispose of the ball, throw it up like, okay, fine, I don't have to go catch it again. No. But when he came down, he came down with the ball down on the ground, bam, down on the ground. But all in one they motion. feel and they feel, they felt otherwise, uh, Ivor. They felt otherwise. And that was Yeah, but when, so, so mm. when you look at it, the guy is like a juggler. The only thing the ball didn't get out of his hand to go in the other hand and then come down. He had it in his hand turned down, and when he got down, he got down to the ground, and the ball touched the ground, not his mm-hmm. hand. His hand didn't get mm-hmm. under the ball. And if he like you, if he put that and you come down, it would not be no question. Okay, let's look at a slip catch. If you go in the air for a slip catch, <clears throat> up in the air you catch it, and when you fall down, you come down and the ball hit the ground. The man is not out. I don't care how you catch it up there. When you land down and you land down and the ball hit the ground, he's not out. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in Simon. Simon, anything for us? I know we, we we haven't heard from you for about three weeks, but what say you? No, it's Simon? okay. Because you had a, a visitor tonight. You had a speaker. I had a question tonight, but I'll leave it for next week. You can? Okay. Well, Mr. Who Mr. Wants to, anything else Mr. anybody else wants Mr. to Mr. Can I just say hi to Mrs. Mrs. Simon? Mrs. Simon, I, I did not call it because there's no good news to give you. I, I, I don't want you to worry yourself. I didn't call it about anything, all right? My brother-in-law my brother called me from Grenada, 
and gave me oh, bad wow. news. So I said, well, <laughs> I know. But, you know, we have to understand it's not realistic to think a team could be on top all the time, you know. But you, you, you shouldn't fall but all the way to the bottom. Other, how long? 1994? Some people say it's before that. Right, before well, that. Simon, I'm going to tell you right now. For which thing you get back at the top here, even in this team, Darius Sammy have got to forget about these Russells and everybody that he was calling for. That was the first mistake. The second mistake here, we are watching these matches and listening to interviews, and everybody going a separate way. Sammy saying something over here. The captain saying something. Poe saying something else. Nobody's on the same wavelength. You say, well, England have it. We don't mind losing a match if we're trying to win it. Mm. And everybody mm. don't have no hard feeling about the head mm. if they lose. <laughs> That's what we still need right now. We have to go on the same thing. Not when we lose, everybody comes the same game plan, yeah? mm-hmm. It's the same mm-hmm. game plan. Let's go on. Just yeah. say we're going to lose some, exactly. win some. Mm-hmm. So just, if you lose it, stop bearing your head in the sand. We did our best to try to win the game. We didn't lose it. The other team won it. And then you move on in a positive way and pick out the positives and move on. But to me, it's another excuse and another excuse. We didn't bat well. They didn't list that. They got three formats. You must feel, you must catch, then you have to bowl and you have to bat. At least do two out of those three things right, or two and a half right. But we're not getting none of them right, or we get one right and leave out two. That is where we have to go, Simon, if we have to come back. Quickly, quickly, Ivor, quickly, Ivor, bear with me, bear with me. Um, Miles Bascom, Miles Bascom being appointed the new cricket director of cricket. What, any, any comments any, from anyone? Miles Bascom. Anyone um, want to comment? Who, I know, I think, I think he has been a part of the system. He has been a part of the system before, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I... I, I Yes, so so uh, he's a new what director? He's a director, Okay, okay. So 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 let's see what happens. You know, we, we um they are saying you, that we need a director any, of cricket. Any, any comments? I don't know. I don't have any record of him. Like to, you know, um. Yeah, he was a selector. He was a selector, and he was fired by the mm-hmm. by the Scarlet administration, I think. But no. The, mm-hmm. the problem some people may have is that the coach is from the Windward Islands, Bascom is from the Windward Islands, and the president from the Windward Islands. Do you see anything yeah, wrong me, with that? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me comment on that. That mm-hmm. should not be a problem. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use England. Although Ben Stokes raised up in England, you see, he has with his coach. He's coach from New Zealand. He's from New Zealand. And he's from New Zealand, this too. Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking the same, so nothing yeah. is wrong with that. Let's look at other people and see what is working for them, too. Since we fall behind, people formulate our style of play, like they say, goose battle, like a West Indian, and now it's time for us to follow somebody because we cannot live off what once was. We ain't have no more Vivi Richards, no more Michael Holden. So let us try to say we're emulating somebody. I remember we used to say we are canines. And we are Bob Cooper, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bobby mm-hmm. We used to emulate M- M- Mr. Francis was okay. very classy. Mr. Francis was very classy. Yeah. Let's hear from first. Let's hear from Jetin. Jetin, you have been quiet for a while. Any comments on those couple? 
thing before we go. We only have 12 minutes left. Jason, are you with us? How about you, Dennis? Any any comments? Well, the only thing I wanted to just change the subject a little bit and give some kudos to the West Indian women who took a 2-0 lead in the uh, ODI series yeah, against you. Thank the you Irish. Thank you very much. Yeah. Some very good performance by the uh, West Indian women, uh, individual women, that they've done well. So, anyway, that's what I wanted to, to um, add to the mix there, Leon. Back to you. Okay. Can I jump in here? Yeah, I want to say that. I'm mm-hmm. happy you're saying that. So let us not blame the administrators. You see, when West Indies men see the team lose, they run to mm-hmm. the administrators and run who is the director of cricket and who is the, and who is the president. And it, it, this is the same West Indies team that have the women winning. So we can win this. It has nothing to do with the administrators. On the yeah. field of play, what is in front of you right here? The coach, the captain, and the players get us to where we are to be. And I'm going to say it again. It is time for us to be the ambassadors. Look at the man over there. Be the Coley. Be the whatever. They used to be the big witches, the whatever. That's what we're going to get yes. from where we are. Yes. Any comments from anyone else? Any comments? I think Jason has left us. Okay. No, and then forget to take that. Yeah, he's not talking. He said, was when when mm-hmm. Sarisai came down in the West Indies, and he mm-hmm. carried that name to today, Sarisai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got I got a guy from from the, from from Antigua. He 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 said his name is Wadaka. Great Indian Wadika. player. Wadaka. Wadaka. He was a captain. Wadaka. We have to go back there right now. These youngsters and the coaches mm-hmm. home is not. An embarrassment if a player wants to be like a Joe Root, a Steve Smith. Nothing is wrong. Don't don't call them down and say no. Be with us. No, that emulate somebody because we cannot emulate nobody right now playing for West Indies. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> a problem. Okay, folks. Let's That's do it. a problem. Let's, let's call on Isaac to give a final word. From far, and he's he's up late in the evening, in the morning, early in the morning. Not late. I think your final thoughts. I'm sorry that you were dropped, but you were good enough. No, no, that's okay. No, that's okay. Happy birthday in advance again. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Anyway, I just want to say thank you all so much. It's always so interesting listening, and I'm learning so much. I was a bit um, confused about those catches today, but as I'm saying, I'm learning. <laughs> anyway, right. thank you. And have a blessed, can I, you know, and have a wonderful... Oddly, time is an honor. No, no I just want to ask you one question. I just want to say something quickly, man. Um, What's um, that? I think, for you, I think for you to be up this early, I honestly think you're thinking you're drinking some coffee instead of tea. I, no, <laughs> what about that? No, actually, actually, I don't drink coffee. Really? No. I drink a lot right. of water. Right. water. Right. No, no, no. Sure. But I, I oh, have a little. Wonderful. When I come from church, I do have a little nap. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now Simon, we know the secret. Have a great yeah. Simon. Simon, your final thoughts. It's a very interesting show tonight. Your guest speaker, 
Sorry I didn't get my question in, but I'll leave it for next week. And I hope everyone will have a wonderful, wonderful week this week. Everyone to be safe. And we'll be back here next week, Sunday, on the Cookie Show. Have a wonderful thank you, week, thank all. You, we be miss safe. you, Simon. We miss you. Murtris, your final word? Murtris? <laughs> well, I did enjoy the show this morning. And, uh, you know, all the other mornings, Saturday morning. And we'll be tuning in tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening on the Sunday evening show, 6 to 9 p.m. So come on, come on. Tell your neighbor we are on 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sunday. So on that note, I have bid you farewell so long until not goodbye. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much. How about you, Virgil? Virgil, yeah, just um, yeah, just want to tell everybody thanks for the birthday greeting. Thanks to you, Chris Gale, for the birthday greeting they give me. Thanks to all the panelists and thanks to my son for doing a wonderful job on the birthday greeting. And as I'm saying again, thanks. Uh, happy birthday again, Billy. Uh, birthday to Earl daughter. And she's in the pool enjoying herself with her friend right now because I'm still at the house. And to all of you, good night. And to all the listeners all over the world, good night until we talk again next week. Virgil, Cena, what's up? It's Chris Gill, the Universe Boss here. On behalf of myself and Virgil Jr., we want to wish you a happy birthday. God bless you and I hope you live to see many, many more. And we wish nothing but the best for you. Happy 59th birthday, Virgil. Keep batting, keep batting. I know you're a left-arm bowler, and you bowl a little thing, and you pick up some wickets, and then you win some trophies. Man, you're very passionate about the cricket, man. I just want to say thank you so much for the support over the years, and I'm glad I'm one of your players. Much appreciated. But it's your birthday, it's your day. So go and enjoy your birthday, boss. I see what I'm saying. Enjoy Port like a rock star. I see you love your boat as well. Just big up yourself. Just go and have a blast. Happy 59th birthday. Keep batting, bat long. Push another single next year. Get it to 60. All right? One at a time. Happy birthday, boss. Universe boss. One love, W07. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Quickly. Ivor, your final thoughts? Yeah, well, like I said, the, the, the show came up nicely. I think up front, we need a little more time, Leanne, in the pressing issues. That's what I have to say. Um, so, um, let me give the time to Arlie, because he has um, something to do. To, to, so I'll leave it there. Go ahead, um, Arlie. All right, so can I, can I just go ahead? Oh, wonderful show. I enjoyed it very much. And... Um, just before we go, let me leave it with a thought to take you through the week. Just billing, it comes from me say, life consists of not in holding good cards, but in playing those you hold well. So, you know, whatever you hold, you better play it well. And have a wonderful, wonderful week. God willing, we'll do it again all over next week. Back to you. Donna, your final word. Thank you so much, Harley. Donna, final thoughts? Well, I must say I enjoyed the show. Happy birthday to higher things again. Everybody mm-hmm. enjoy the week. See you back next week, Sunday. 
Then thank you so much, All so right. much for your help. How about you, Dennis? Your final thoughts? Time is on us. Yes. Leon, I have to say that I was so busy mourning my West Indian departure from the thing on Saturday <laughs> that that I missed the most awesome Saturday morning entertainment show. So I tell everyone, set your alarm when you're going to be mourning and crying. Saturday morning entertainment show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caribbean Global Voice. Join them on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Five one five six three nine 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 three six nine three. That's the place to be, and don't be like me because you'll regret it if you miss it. Thank you. Thank nice you to you, Leon. Thank you so much. It was a joy, uh, absolute delight for me to help bring this show to you guys. It was awesome. I enjoyed it. See you on the radio next week, and of course, like Audrey said, on Saturday morning as well. Good night. I am Hansel Christian in London, England, and you are listening to The Cricket Show. To join us, call 1-515-605-9850 or reach us at blogtalkradio.com slash thecricketshow. Here is your host, Leon Francis.